Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of news and impressions for the gaming space and things. My name is Kerry Palmer. As always, <laughs> messing up the intro, joined by June Williams. Hello. And Jeremy Bratitich. Can we start our own podcast and call it the Buy Impressions of Video Games? The, the Buy Impressions. <laughs> the, we, the weekly Buy Impressions oh, of Video Games. The weekly Buy Cast. So, <laughs> the weekly Buy Cast. <laughs> Bi weekly Buy Cast. Um, guess what, everybody? What, Carrie? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is this new classroom theming we've got going on? You remember when that was not practiced? I know that was not timed at all. Remember last week when we that said was like we said something like "Bye June" or something like that. That was pretty cute. <laughs> hey, it's after packs. It is, and we all we were all there. Like 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 Sakurai said, <laughs> everybody's, everybody's here. here. Everybody <laughs> is here. Um, we've got a stacked show. Is this a show? We've got a stacked... Itinerary? Episode? Mm-hmm. I- itinerary, I like that. We've got a stacked one for you here today with this particular podcast. You know, we're going to do our normal shtick. We've got fat stacks. Fat stacks is what they call it, Jeremy. It's what they call it when they're talking about podcasts. Um, we've got our impressions. We've got our question corner. There's been a lot happening in the news. And we've got all of PAX Australia to talk through uh, as well. So um, we'll get to hear about all of Jeremy's... Uh, media pass shenanigans that he got to do for the site, which is really exciting. Shenanigans. Um, I waited in line for the first time at PAX and had my best time at PAX ever. Um, June got there as much as they could, considering that they work full time at the moment and it's quite difficult. We had lunch with you on the Friday. That was good. Yeah, it was cute. And then we were all there on Saturday. So we'll hear all about that after our standard run-of-the-mill stuff. Um, if you were unaware, this is uh, the podcast for minimap.com.au. That's the three of us writing things and posting podcasts on that website. Uh, you can go there and see everything we've done. It's a pretty cool site. We like it a lot. We spend a lot of time on it and we think it's great. If you also think it's great and want to support it in ways with more than just views, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau. Have a look at <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. I'm allergic to plugs. <laughs> sorry, you better get used to it, buddy. You better start taking like Zyrtec or something if that works. Hey, I plug the, this weekend was a plug like no other. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, yeah, overexposed. Um, yeah, you can head over to patreon.com slash minimapau. See what our uh, pledge tiers are at. You can start at one or two dollars. Um, go all the way up to I think we've got 25 or 50. Uh, and you can pledge anywhere in between and get a bunch of cool things like outtakes, um, the pilot for our new podcast, which has been funded, which we'll be beginning to roll Yay. out soon. It's very exciting. Um, but yeah, go have a, go have a look over there. See if there's anything that takes your fancy. Um, and if um, you don't have any money to send our way, that's no problem. You can just, you know, enjoy the content we're putting out there for you. Uh, a rating and a, a like on the Twitters would be appreciated. Um, but aside from that, sit back and get ready for the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why I haven't nailed that down to a science yet, but I, know, I also but enjoy how loose it is. Good. It, it was good. good until you took all of the steam out of it immediately <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> I pulled the emergency brake. Uh, all right. So let's blast through this what we've been playing section. 
Um, I might just start. Um, I've been playing more Fire Emblem, but I don't think I have much more to say about it because I'm sort of like you play like three or four or five hours of that game and like you get through like one main story mission or like one month in the in the monastery and it's actually like not that much happens. <laughs> so like I still feel like I'm waiting for the shoe to drop in that game. There's all this mystery that they're alluding to, but like nothing's happened yet. <laughs> have you not got to? No. I'm 27 hours in. Are you in. serious? Yeah. <laughs> God. I keep feeling like the, the shoe's about to drop, but then it never does. I think it probably should have by now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Winter's, winter's coming. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Edel, Edelgard and um and and her, her fucking moody goth boy, what's his name? Hubert uh, talking and talking, uh, what what they're talking conspiratorially. Her moody goth boy. Yeah. He's so, he's such a prick. He's Bobby's favorite character. He's such a Hubert. prick. <laughs> Hubert. He's just so like <laughs> I will crush you like an ant kind of a personality. I don't know. It's very annoying. It's not that annoying. I don't know. I don't like him that much. Uh I've also been playing since our last podcast when we talked about The Last of Us Two a little bit, I started a playthrough of The Last of Us One again. Uh-uh. <laughs> Sorry, I know I know Jeremy's allergic to plugs. You're allergic it? to The Last of Us. I've played it twice. Uh, that's not as much as I thought. No, so I played it the first time with my cousin and like we laughed the whole way through and made light of the this very, very serious game when I feel like I kind of robbed myself of the seriousness and the impact of that game. And I played it through a second time. Um, I'm really enjoying playing through it on Grounded. I'm playing it through on Grounded, which is the super hard difficulty mode. Mm. So for those who don't know, in the standard version of the game, you have like super hearing mode, which is basically see-through walls mode. So you can see around the corners and sneak attack people. Um and grounded mode doesn't have any of that, and you've got finite, much fewer resources to make molotovs and health kits from. Yeah, enemies hit harder. You can't see your health. Um, it's very, very, very difficult. But um, can't see your health, I think, is the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Like the wild man, vid- and the amount you're hit for as well. The amount of damage yeah. the enemies do. Yeah, you have to like look at Joel and think, how much does he look like he's in pain right now? Yeah, oh, he's like literally holding his side. I'm about to die. He's holding his side. His blood's pouring down his arm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, but it's pretty funny because if you're that low health, you start the next scene. It's like every time you go to start something, you like swing at someone, they'll immediately dodge you and then like slap you and Joel falls over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting. It makes you play it a bit differently, obviously. Um, but I'm getting through most of it pretty good. It just gets to like, there's like a few key encounters I've noticed so far that aren't great. Like there are ones that I thought that had taken me way longer when I had the hearing mode that I breeze through on grounded mode, weirdly. I guess because I'm just being like super duper, duper cautious. And then there are ones where it doesn't matter how cautious you are, but the situation's kind of fucked and you just have to get through it. Mm. Um, and those ones suck a lot of the time, I think, because um, I think another way they've increased the difficulty of that mode is they remove checkpoints in between major sections. So if there's like a stint between like safe houses, instead of there being like three sub areas in that stint, and there's checkpoints in between each one. They take out those sub-area checkpoints. So I could be going for through this neighborhood, like further in the game, and it's 15, 20 minutes before I, I reach another checkpoint. Um, that sounds like hell. It's really frustrating. Um, that hasn't it hasn't bit me in the butt yet, but I'm I, I'm I, I'm waiting for it to. Can you lower a difficulty once you? I can. Yeah. I can. That will break the trophy if I want to get it, which I probably do. Mm. But yeah. Um, 
So yeah, for the most part, I'm enjoying it. I feel like that that sort of artificially makes it a bit mm. crap. But um, aside from that, I'm enjoying how it's making me play it differently and enjoy it differently. I'm 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 more absorbed in the game. Good. Um. But yeah, you know, aside from that's the Last of Us. You know, it's pretty good. It is starting to look. Like it's six years old now. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, how well does it hold up it, considering we're in a post, like, Lost Legacy world? Yeah. Well, it was the best the PS3 could do. I mean, no. <laughs> and, and, it, it was, and it's yeah. slightly up for PS4. Well, the lighting's still pretty good, you know, like when you are go you into in Bills Town. Per- you playing in a performance or are you playing it in lighting mode? I don't have a pro. You don't need a pro. Pro didn't come out when this was, was out. Yeah, but it doesn't have performance or... Yeah, it does. Yeah, but not for me. Yeah, it does. Really? Yep. Are you kidding? You can turn on 60 FPS, my guy. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what happens is... I think you're wrong. I'm not wrong. I think you're wrong. Yeah, that's how I played it in 2014 when the game came out. Are you kidding me? Yes. No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> no. So, I knew it. No. So, so, you, so for PS4, you can choose lighting or performance. Ooh. And in PS4 Pro, you can have both. Ooh. Lighting and performance. Yeah. Performance, yeah. lighting. PS4 starts. You should try with, You should try it in 60 because you're not going to go back. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, yeah, look, you know the floor textures sort of fall into each other a bit, and some of the road tech like objects are pretty flat and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's still really good, and it's like it's not distracting enough once you're in it. But when you're like walking around, the kind of like you know the 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 panorama moments where you're supposed to like be amazed and want to pan the camera slowly. Those moments kind of just be like. Ew, look yeah. at that! <laughs> like, like, yep, those sure are destroyed buildings. Yeah, but like when it's when it's tense and you're like in the museum and you and then you like bust through the door and Tess has got like a zombie on her and she like throws her off and shoots it in the face and then you know Ellie's in the next room and they're like oh my god the kid and they run into the next room and it's like that that like you don't notice all of that it, it all sells yeah um yeah it still looks it still looks great it's just like even even before Lost Legacy just Uncharted Four or even like Something multi-platform like Witcher 3, you know, like, it's just showing its age. Um, I was literally just thinking about The Witcher 3. Yeah. It's out on Switch today. Yeah, Switcher 3. What? It's on Switch today. Yep. In 180, no, in... Uh, 540. Five, yeah. 540, yeah. I was going to make a joke, but I said the wrong one. <laughs> 180p. No, that was the right one, wasn't it? I don't... It's three. Is that the lowest? It's three forty, and then you go lower than that. It's one eighty. Three three forty, and then it's two forty. Two forty as well, and then one eighty. No, it's three twenty p. Check YouTube. No, it's three forty. Uh-uh. Yeah, because then it's four eighty. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> no. One forty four. Yeah, one forty four p. It's three twenty. No, it's three forty. <laughs> I literally just closed it. Do we, who the fuck cares? <laughs> what else have you been playing, Carrie? <laughs> uh, let me pull up my, my thing. Oh, Destiny. How is the new expansion? It's good. Um, I finished the story today. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you? Uh, probably about four hours of gameplay. Yeah, it's not too bad. Do you, yeah. want, do you want to know what it is? It's 360. We were both wrong. You fucking... Idiots. Why didn't I remember that? I don't know. Yeah, 480, 360, 240. Continue. 144. Yeah. 144 hertz. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, I mean, I feel like it doesn't have as much oomph or interest as uh, the Forsaken campaign did. Um, 
But I think, A, that's because they killed their favorite character to get that effect. So, like, you can only do that once. (laughs) Um, And, B, they had a lot of mystery surrounding the Taken and how it was, um, what it was doing to Alter and Sov and stuff like like that. Like, it was, um, it was quite a mysterious, dark, grungy revenge tale, right? And this is more like what's happening on the moon. Um, This is that we've been too busy to look at the moon and all of a sudden. Which fucking pisses me off. Just, just by the way. Why? It annoys me that we're in this intergalactic, um, not intergalactic, but like we're in this interstellar age and everyone's on Earth. We've solved the Red War. It's been two years since the Red War was happening, but no one noticed that the Hive were building a gigantic fucking castle on the moon and that everything was like collapsing on the surface and and also everything that's happening. But it, 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 it was more, They looked at it and they went... This doesn't really matter right now. Yeah. For all we know, they're not actually doing anything important. But it turns out they were doing something important. Turns out Moon's haunted. Yeah, it turns out Moon's fucking haunted. It, Moon's bloody haunted. Load, sure is. It's gone. It's covered in nightmares. Um, no, but like, uh, basically Shadowkeep is setting the scene for Destiny 3. Ooh. Yeah. Shadowkeep well, is... You, sh- you, should, you should finish the story and then come back and say that exact same thing because you're also correct. <laughs> I did. I just told you I finished it today. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, I finished the story. That's why I'm saying it's setting the scene. For, yep. Yeah. That end credits thing. The, 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 the sting. We're not going to say what it is, but... You mean of Destiny 2 or... Shadowkeep. Oh. That thing. Yeah. I, I found it a bit cliche. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was surprised by it. I hope there's no like. We're, we're gonna go off air for a sec, okay? Okay. Do you mean the bit where you're like talking to yourself? Yeah, and what that what that means? Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah I yeah I found that really cliche. Okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, if you've played the main Destiny Two campaign and seen the post credit scene after that, when the Traveler awakens and sends its light to like the far reaches of the galaxy, and then it awakens these like monoliths in deep space these giant fucking pyramids yeah and they all like turn on and turn towards the earth and start moving it's setting the scene for that I always thought that was a Vex thing uh it's totally not it's totally not no. yeah I I thought that was a, a giant Vex pyramid in space I thought that was their spaceships and how they get around but no no yeah I'm excited yeah it is exciting. It's yep. exciting because that was exciting, you know, two years ago. Mm. Um, but it's cool that they address it. It's cool that it's basically the whole point of this campaign from start to finish mm. is what these things are going to do. Yeah. And what they are and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's cool to go back to the moon. It's cool to revisit the area. Um, uh, but, like, some of the best content that Jeremy and I played in Destiny 2 recently was before I bought it, after Jeremy had, but before I had, so we were just playing. And there was this one mission that takes you back to the Cosmodrome and you're just playing on Earth and you can go back to where you get your ship for the first time. That's and you sweet. can Yeah, so, so, like, Cosmodrome is, like, Destiny 1's... Did you play Destiny 1? No, I didn't play Right, Destiny it's, it's, like, it this, is the Earth area in Destiny 1. It is the first really mission. The nostalgia high from that mission mm. is outrageous. They drop you in the middle. One of the OG spider tanks drops. It's just like one of the original strikes. You've got to take them out, and then you go through the original area where your ghost, like, resurrects you in the forgotten car park of Russia and takes you through this. So you go through that very first starting tutorial area backwards 
It's it was amazing, and, and it was funny. And the music and the lighting is different and new and better. And it, oh, Are you crying, Carrie? Maybe <laughs> it, it was it was funny because we didn't know this was in there, right? And so we just like loaded up some random ass mission. Yeah, you were like Cosmodrome. Well, I was like, huh, that's weird. Well, yeah, because like I didn't look at what you were loading up, and I guess obviously you didn't either, because like it has the words Cosmodrome in like the mission description. Well, I saw it, but I was like, I guess it'd probably just be something else. Yeah, but and but like I saw it as it was fading to black to get to the loading screen, and I was like, is that Cosmodrome? And you're like, no. And then while we're flying, it's like, wouldn't it be cool if we go to the Cosmodrome? Yeah. That would be how how cool would that be if we went back to the Cosmodrome? <laughs> yeah, and then lo and behold, it, it was, was very good, so good, and it gave us a cool weapon yep. and Which a little more on. story on Cade. It was like another one of Cade's stashes. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm glad. Um, it was awesome. Yep. So yeah, I'm excited. I I love having things to do in Destiny, and that's um that's why I got this expansion. Also, because it was cheaper than I expected, sixty bucks for a for their like yearly expansion pack. Normally, it's more than that, like eighty or hundred. Mm. Fifty-five on Humble Bundle. Oh, it's actually you're, no, you're right. It's fifty-five on Steam. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's fifty. Right. It's like fifty-three ninety-five. And it's got a season pass type rewards uh, rewards program as well that you get is, when I you buy like Shadow King. It's it's a really good one because it's not full of shaders. I don't mind shaders. I know, but like it's full of like engrams and actual it's cool full stuff. Of resources yeah. that you use because it's one of those yeah. games where you use shit. Uh-huh. And it's um, it's not like. Like like a multiplayer game and, where and you can't give the character where you can't give the players anything because then it's an unfair advantage. And it's not the thing you're focusing on, but every now and again you'll get another level and go, awesome, great, just give me another cool thing to do. Yeah, it's the best way because you know how, um, in like after Forsaken, whenever you leveled up, you get a best of you one engram for the Eververse. Mm. It's basically the next iteration of that. So instead yep. of constantly leveling up and getting an engram, you're leveling up your season pass. Dang. Yeah, you go and done sold me on Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> we we did it. <laughs> Pack it up. I can't believe like time to do the raid. Last year, I was talking to you once about just like fiction in general, and you're like, yeah, I don't really like sci-fi, and just I like don't really like sci-fi, and the amount of sci-fi stuff that we've sold you on because sci-fi is good, actually. Yeah, I don't like sci-fi. You don't like Destiny. What else have you sold me on? Blade Runner. Oh, um, uh, but like not really. Uh, there was there was other stuff. There has been other yeah, stuff. Right, all right. You can come back to it's me like, when you can write a list. Honestly, the fact that I sold you on an, the fact that I sold you on an FPS science fiction MMO game, yeah, that's yeah. like that's wild in itself, <laughs> yeah, right? That is, that is. So, who, who am I? <laughs> can't wait till we're gonna play Halo together. June June. Who? Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know I'm gonna get oh, into I Halo. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know it's coming. So two two final things about Destiny before I just want to wrap this up quickly. But two final things. Um, there's a there's a three player dungeon in forsaken that jeremy and i only got to recently because at that same time we did the cosmodrome mission we actually did that at like midnight and then i was like <laughs> I, just, I don't want to go to bed yet i was putting off going to work the next day <laughs> and, and then i was like oh there's this one thing here on on the dreaming city oh the shattered throne do you want to do that and they were like okay turns out it's like a mini raid it's, it's their dungeon three people three people raid may as well call it the mini map raid <laughs> i don't understand because there's three of us Oh, <laughs> um, and that was really cool. So like we did it at like one o'clock, and like the checkpoints were really punishing, and there were puzzles to like the boss fights. You got to kill mm. certain things in a certain order That's in a certain cute. time frame. And I made it so much harder for myself. Yeah, Jeremy found this Easter egg, and he, so he was carrying this thing, so he couldn't shoot. 
this whole time, but we carried it for way longer than we needed to. It turns out it and was it made like it way harder to platform. It, and it was like two minutes away from where I needed to, and I think I carried it for maybe half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't. Yeah, and I couldn't use my weapons while I was having like while while Did I was holding it. Did you get anything good for that? No, because I took it way far, way further than I needed to. <laughs> and also, when I looked it up, because we we got it to a point where we were safe, and I was like, all right, I'm looking what we do what up, what we do with this thing, and it's like, oh. We, we can't use this yet. We need to come back with, like, the mm. exotic weapon that this thing powers up. Like, this thing's useless. Anyway, so that that's that was really cool. Um, we played that till 3 a.m. and then didn't finish it. And then we finished it a couple of nights ago. Um, and because I was in the mood for Destiny, this is this is something else. I w- and I was just... I just needed some music on. I put on the original Destiny 1 soundtrack. <laughs> and for anyone who's played Destiny 1 and Destiny 2... Putting that soundtrack on, A, I was like going back to the Cosmodrome, you know, like it's that same feeling, but it's like, oh my God, I forgot that I spent 200, 300, 500 hours with this soundtrack (laughs) and it's actually incredible. It's so much more memorable than the Destiny 2 soundtrack ever is. All you remember for the Destiny 2 soundtrack, like in terms of like melodic themes and motifs and stuff like that, is you remember the login music. You (laughs) remember when you turn it on and it goes... Carrie, we're going to get copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there's the Forsaken theme. And then there was the theme when you started originally. And now it's going to be the Shadowkeep theme when we've logged in and know that 80 times in the next few weeks. <laughs> like, And that's all you remember from the Destiny 2 mm. soundtrack. Whereas like listening to the Destiny 1 soundtrack, I'm like, oh my God, that's from this mission. And when this moment happens, because in Destiny 1, you were discovering all of these things for the first time. It's like, oh no, it's the Hive. We haven't seen the Hive in years. And what's that? And there was the soundtrack that went along with it. It was so good. If you've played Destiny 1 and you haven't either played it or listened to it recently, go back and listen to it because I guarantee you at least for half an hour you're just going to you're just going to be flooded with these fe- feelings of memory and and fondness. It's so nice. Yeah. I know. Jeremy, do you want to talk about Shadow Keep? Yeah, I mean like I I don't know. So like I think my favorite thing about Shadow Keep is I liked the moon in Destiny 1. And going back to the moon, Destiny 2 is interesting because the layout is the same as it was in Destiny 1, but it's been aged six years or so, right? Um, Roughly. And so it's nice going back to an area I already knew because I I figured out while being on the moon that I don't know a lot of the layouts of the world's by my just by like heart right on destiny 2 yeah yeah on destiny 2 um i know roughly where things are in in general directions mostly tangled shore honestly because it's that one's easy to navigate but like if you ask me to go to the shopping center area on (laughs) io or nessus uh shopping center in destiny 2 shopping center nessus you mean like the big yeah the big neon yeah i wouldn't really know what titan Titan, right sorry yeah what what are you talking about? Do you about? mean the one where you like go through the wall and then there's like a yeah. lush garden and like yeah, a courtyard? T- it is on Titan. It is on You're Titan. Right. Right. Yeah. Titan. We both fucked <laughs> yeah. up. Um, anywhere on Mars. It has Nessus vibes. Nessus adjacent. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I love, <laughs> I love that. You're like, if you guys ask me to find the, the shopping center on Nessus, I'm like, well, that's why you wouldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I got lost. No, but like, like, yeah. So like, and like anywhere on Nessus, I wouldn't know where to go without looking at the map. The moon, I know where to go no matter what. Yeah. And I think part of that is because I played that one already, but also I think I probably played more Destiny 2 than I ever did Destiny 1. And so 
it goes to show how well designed the map of the moon is. Mm. Um, plus- well, the other thing is you didn't have a map that you could use like you can in this one in Destiny 1. Well, not not as easily, no. But I mean, I still knew where, like I knew, like, by the way, the name of the Hellmouth for a giant hole in the ground yeah. run by the hive is fucking baller. It's so good. But like, I know where to get to the Hellmouth. I know where to get to anywhere else in um, the moon. And there's that giant new area, which I know where to go to because it's like, it's the only new place in that map. And it's put in such a, like good location mm. that makes the moon this big rounded out area. Yeah. Um, also like that one of the Destiny 1 Crucible maps is now part of the overworld map. Yes. Yeah. It's really cool. The, 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 they've done a lot of good inter- integration. I hope at some point they go back to the Cosmodrome so we can go through it all. I I, I think that was a tease, right? I, like, surely. I would, I would cry. Yeah. Um, it, it could be a tease or it could be that's it. I mean, it could be either, but I feel like, like the whole, because like, so one of my favorite tropes in science fiction is looking back at where you've come when you're at a great moment of change and discovering what it was worth and what have you lost to get there, which is, that's what Shadowkeep is. Like Shadowkeep, you've got these floating bodies, which are remnants of fire teams that have been killed. Yeah. And they are nightmares. Yeah. They're nightmares and they're floating and they're just like watching you. And it's eerie as fuck. And that whole thing is all about like, look how much we've lost to get where we are. And not not has it been worth it because obviously in this story it is, and they never question has it been worth it, but it's always this like, we have lost so much to get to this point of greatness or whatever. And because mm-hmm. Destiny always does these celebrations and they never talk about the loss that happens in the game. The only loss that, the only thing that you notice about Cade being dead is that there's a little plaque on the ground. And I think that's because of like external politics of what happened with Nathan Fillion and stuff. But oh, like maybe, but also you got that that send off mission for him. Oh no! Like I mean, like you you had all like all the story bits, but there's no impact on the tower. Nothing's changed really, except he's not there. Yeah, but that, he yeah, was a vendor. Yeah, but he sold missions to find like a stash somewhere random. Garbage. Yeah, it was yeah, it was, was like garbage. it was ship missions. Um, you know, if Zavala was gone, someone else would have to take his place to do all the Vanguard stuff, right? Mm. Um. And, like, I think Shadowkeep is this entire, like, what we've lost. And so that's pushing forward to... Because it's going back all to all the Destiny 1 stuff that we've lost. You, you There's, like, the Crota stuff. And uh, they they talk about Oryx a lot in that mission as well. This is all Destiny 1 bosses, um, by the way. Crota. And they, there's that other mission that we did the other day as well. Yeah. Um, Savathun. I, 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 I do believe that... Destiny 3 or whatever the next expansion is. We don't know if it'll be 3. If they go by their current, like, two expansions in a next game. But I don't think they're going to do that anymore. Because that that's, that's an Activision thing. Well, yeah, they won't have to do that now. They may be far enough in development of 3 now that they'll need to do something like that soon anyway. 3, I, might, three might have enough momentum now that they have to push it. Like, push I, I it don't out, know. not push it. But. I feel like the reason they only did 2 was because they needed to get away from the from the... 360 and PS3 stuff that was attached to it. I mean, they kind of did that when they said that Rise of Iron won't go through on PS3. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but like, I feel like that Destiny 2 was the cleanest way to do that from the ground up, right? I guess so. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I really hope Destiny 3 brings back a lot of old stuff as well as new stuff. But like, doing that balance of give me what I know and give me something new sucks. That no, balance, it's impossible. That balance, that balance is impossible to get right. That's why Star Wars is having like such a hard time of like balancing that because it is so difficult to do. Yeah, legacy. Um, 
yeah like yeah. it's it's how do you how do you reward the old players whereas as well as inviting new players in um free to play has done that game very very well yeah um but yeah i i really hope that the new expansion really goes into some of the older destiny one stuff that was didn't reach its full potential yeah. i think is the best way to put it yeah it's a good Shadow Keep's great. The music is great in Shadow Keep. The music, the music is spooky, June. It's good spooky music. Carrie doesn't like spooky, but no, it's just entirely forgetful. No, it's not. Yeah, I can think of it in my head right now. I'm not going to do it, but I can do it. You just think the word spooky, yeah, spooky, spooky. No wizards on the moon references. It's almost like that was a PR debacle for them before the game even the first game even came out. Ah, they can do it. <laughs> Maybe it's in the raid or something. Maybe. Oh, I don't think the ghost really talks in the raid. No. Um, it's also a Vex raid. June, I know you haven't had much time to mm. do stuff, mm. but do you want to talk about anything for this section? I bought Nino Kuni yeah. and put it in my Switch. And my switch was dead. Hey, you got further. <laughs> you got, no, got further no, than Jeremy. No, did not, with, did did not get further. Did not get further. Yeah, oh. did you install it? Got it got into the switch. Did you install it? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, well, I put it in and then I couldn't, I put it on the dock and then didn't touch it again. So I don't know if it's installed. It probably is installed. Yeah. I just it's haven't, in, haven't it's looked in at the it. switch. It's in the switch. Fire Emblem didn't make it into your switch, buddy. What difference does it make? It's on the switch. Yeah. No, it's not. It's one step. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah, you didn't make that step. You almost left it on a bus and then you didn't put it in your Switch. I did. Anyway. I did. I left it at work. And so, like, I don't, I don't know. You were talking about it last week about mm. whether you do or don't. But Yeah, no, I do. I do. Um, I don't really know why I do when I'm working full time and I don't have time. And then I, I bought, like, a hundred hour JRPG. Yep. Um, it's pretty cute. Yeah, it looks really sweet. It's all I get into. I know. But, like, it's a lot to get into. I know. I don't know why I bought it. Um, When'd you buy it? Why? When? 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 Three weeks ago. Oh, okay. So that's well out of return period, yeah. my friend. <laughs> um, it's okay. Save it for a holiday. You go away in the yeah, summer. Two yeah. weeks. Just sit down. Clock Nino Cooney. Yeah. No, <laughs> that'll be good. Nice relaxing time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I want to play maybe when I get paid maybe I'll buy something smaller and play something smaller. Yep, fair enough. Something like Goose Game maybe. Yeah, I was thinking about the Goose Game. That's not a small game. It's not a small game. You you don't have to buy it though. Yeah, yeah. I can tell (laughs) you how to finish it in one in one go, (laughs) but you won't understand it. Yeah, yeah, technically, technically that game could take twenty two minutes to beat. You can you can, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Cool. So that's what we've been playing. Shall we do the question corner now? Yep. Yep. Um, so the question, the question for this mm, Fortnite was um, the Fortnite question of the yeah, week. Of the week. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that Fortnite's off, we'll have to call it something else. It's funny because that joke happens every 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 time we record, except we never record on like we record every two weeks. Yeah. It's not like it, it, it's not of the week. No, <laughs> it's every Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Fortnite um, question of the Fortnite. What? The longest time you spent playing a game in one sitting. Oh, I really like this question, and sure. I have no idea what the answer yeah. is. Let's take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to take a break? We always take a break before we we always come back and answer the I question. Mean, that's true, but it's only been thirty minutes. We have stuff to talk about after. <laughs> okay, we yeah. can take a break now. Yeah, let's do, we can take two breaks if I we need. I need to think about my answer. Yeah, because I haven't thought about it. Nothing wrong with two breaks. We'll take a break. Two breaks, not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, Cool. All right, cool. So have a think, everyone. Uh, We definitely need to. Um, 
yes. We'll be right back. Okay, but Kerry, you can only do that once per podcast. Oh, fuck off. Legal, my podcast. Legal, I, my I, podcast. I host this podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap cast. We have sat here, thought, maybe had a snack. It's hard to say. I wonder if Richard Mercer's on Cameo. Who could say? I can't <laughs> tell you because my name is not Richard Mercer. Uh, we know. Jim, could you please tell us the question corner of the week? Also, Jeremy, Richard Mercer sounds nothing like this. I, I, I know that as well. Jim, what's the question going on? <laughs> what it's is evolving. the longest time you've spent playing a game in one sitting? Do you have an answer yet? I've got some answers. I don't, I'm not confident that they are the definitive correct answer. Do you want me to say my then? Yeah. While you're thinking about it? Yeah. So, um, in 2011, I think. No, it would have been after that. 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, when you just got into primary school. Uh, we, um, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my friend and I. <laughs> Uh, my, my friend and I were waiting for Kingdom Hearts. Um, my, fr- my friend and I were... It's just it's just one joke. It's the same joke. You got real good to talk over it. it. <laughs> power through it. Um. All right. Continue, baby. I'm not baby. You were pretty baby. You're the oldest baby I've ever seen. I can't think of a joke. Damn it. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, I was waiting. Like my, my friend and I were really into Kingdom Hearts and we were waiting for the Another HD Kingdom collection. Hearts story. Yep. Okay. Uh, we were waiting for the HD collection to come out. On because PS3? On PS3. Because it came to Japan like eight months before it came to us. Um, and PlayStation so, takes a while, huh? Yeah. And... What happened is we just spent an entire night going through Kingdom Hearts 2, like speedrunning it, like skipping every cutscene, skipping anything that can be skipped, <laughs> and seeing who could get to who could beat the game first, which is like a wow. JRPG, by the way. Yeah. Um. So we, we spent. From what time? Roughly. I think it, we might have started about 11 a.m., mm-hmm. and then we went until, I want to say, 8 a.m. Whoa, 21 hours? It came long. It's a JRPG. Fuck. Um, Non-stop? I mean, like, we, we had- Toilets a, and food. Yeah, toilets and food. But, like, we ate food while we were playing and stuff. Because we were having a race. So, we had, like, both of our PS2s out at the same time. And we had two screens going. That's so fucking cool. It was really fun. It was such a good time looking at each other, like, trying to see who would, like, oh, you're there, but you're here, there. And then we would diverge, right? We would diverge to do different Disney worlds. And then we'd come back because there's always, like, centerpieces that happen at the same time. And so we could, we could like, while that was happening, while we were diverging... Um, you kind of relaxed slightly a little bit? Well, we didn't relax, but we were like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm ahead or I don't know if I'm like I'm behind. I really got, really got to catch up. And because this is a JRPG, I stayed back earlier levels and I just started boosting and he didn't. Oh. And I, there was a risk because I didn't know if it was going to be worth it. Yeah, if you waiting the extra time would make you actually faster yeah. in the end. But I won. <laughs> um, because he got to a boss which is really really like it's such a pain in the ass to get right because there's like an insta kill attack on it oh, on right. the boss it's like one of the only ones that do in Kingdom Hearts one of the, like the three bosses and um, 
he got fucked there like a bunch. He got he got stuck and he was stuck there forever to the point where I was behind him and I got to the boss and I beat it before he did. Right. While he was there and I'm like gaining on him and then I overtook him and he didn't get he didn't get back after that. Um, but it was a it was a lot of fun because there's like. It, I mean, it's a JRPG. There are really weird, specific things that you have to do to get certain like abilities at and at given moments. Mm. And in true in true JRPG fashion, it's like answering the random questions that the characters tell you at the beginning of the game, which sound like nothing questions, but really determine when you get certain abilities. Yeah. So we both knew that going in. So we both picked the same questions because we wanted like the the good healing abilities earlier on. But we had like maps of. Um, what levels you get abilities on and we were like trying to catch up to those faster than the other one to like hopefully overtake that's and so awesome it, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun having two TVs going at the same game at the same time yeah um, yep it was, it was a good time it was a, it was a good night that's such a solid answer yeah that, that's what I was thinking so I was thinking like oh what like what time did I play like Destiny for like nine hours or what time did I play like yeah. Minecraft yeah. for like 18 but like that's like it's like actually an answer mm. yeah totally that's an event yeah. Yeah. Mine's definitely not that exciting. Yeah. It's hard because um, I was saying before when we were thinking about it, like, I feel like I've either got the events where it was like, this is a special day or I did the whole game or it was around this special time. Or I've got the de- the days where I put on something like Minecraft or Destiny and just faffed the day away. And, you know, yeah. I basically just wiped that day from my existence. That's <laughs> what mine is. Like, I don't know. I was had a it lot good of- though? Do you want to tell, tell my? I'll tell mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, Red Dead 2 Oh When it sort of first came out And I was playing it for the first time And I like, could not put it down And yeah I'd just like have a day off And like wake up early Started at like 9 o'clock with a coffee Yeah And yep. not go to bed until like 4 or 5am Whoa I finished Whoa. that game very fast You did You you <laughs> powered it down But that, um, that was the game for you That's what, that's what I wanted to That was your yeah. game Yeah So I should play that game should I borrow it from one of you or should yeah, I get no, it on PC? I can't find my disc, actually. I was Are you kidding? Look, yeah, I know. I was looking for it the other day and I found... All the, of your copies so of The Last I, of I have, Us. Yeah, I have yeah, all my copies <laughs> of The Last of Us. I have the case for Red Dead okay. and no disc, but I have the disc for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but no case. <laughs> so I think, Where's that Butch Cassidy? I think Butch Cassidy is where it's at. Um, so I'll find that eventually. What a snitch. That's yeah. the most on-brand fuck-up. <laughs> like, that's just like... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, did that you movie, enjoy- That movie's really good. That movie's fucking excellent. Very, I told you about that movie years ago. Good. I'm like, you should watch this movie. And you're like, eh, well, it's good. That's it one is of, really good. It's very you're good. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of those movies you asked me about in that PUBG video I yep, made. Sure did. <laughs> I didn't, hadn't seen. Well, you, you know it was one of those movies that I asked you about because I asked you about every movie because you've seen none. I saw some of those ones you asked me about. No, you didn't. I did. You were just like Wizard of Oz. You were lying. Mary Poppins. What's yours, Carrie? Um, I don't think I've got one that lasts so longer than twelve hours, kind of a deal. Which you know, now that we're saying this, kind of makes me sad. I kind of want to mind sweeper. But like, but like, it doesn't have to be like a happy memory. If you're like super like depressed and you play a game for like 12 hours straight, 10 hours straight, (laughs) that's just how it be sometimes. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. That's fair. Can't wait for, sorry, quick divergence, can't wait for Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Can we just, can we just come here Uh, and like 
Just like in the dark. Plant roses together and like oh, chop really trees sweet, together. Just be in three corners of the room, like with like hoods on. Don't look, don't look, and I'm the, not ready. The, only, the power's not here yet. The only light is the light from the switch shining on our faces. <laughs> and when we look at each other and make our brief eye contact and just go back down to the switch again immediately. <laughs> and we've got one power board with three switch charges plugged yeah. into it. <laughs> um, uh, I've got two answers off the top of my head and I think they're both answers that I've mentioned before on the podcast. One of them is when um, uh, I got Aragon, the video game, um, at Christmas <laughs> and we played it straight instead of my family watching cricket, which was awesome. I had no idea one person could have so many Aragon stories, Kerry. <laughs> it's the same Aragon story, I'll have you know. <laughs> but also I love Aragon so much. No joke. And I the- fucking loved it as a kid. Like, man, those dragons were pretty good yeah pretty did you good. read the books uh the first one yes do you want to borrow all of the other ones not really okay i i lent sam my partner for those of you who don't know but the like when we were first like when knew each other in, in high school i lent sam like those books and sam got to the third one and there's this moment where aragon's like he like projects his consciousness out but he's like trying to survive off the land and there's a rabbit that he has to kill and eat because he's so hungry because he's like running through the desert and he does it and he and he goes to eat it and because he is he's been in this rabbit's thoughts and brain he has this moment where he's like he can't do it that's pretty cool and like sam you know that movie came out in 2006 yeah that movie is not great i liked the movie movie sucks <laughs> i liked it i remember not the hating it cool it was cool i'm gonna look up pictures i like the movie because it gave us the game oh the, the dude was cute that's right aragon yeah yeah that had, that had... <laughs> That had um. It's because he was a pretty blonde bitch. It had John Malkovich in it and um. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so that's one. Uh, I don't need to. I don't really feel like I need to go over that, but you know, it was good. I, 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 I'll always remember that day. Um, but there was one time when I got Ratchet Gladiator. Fuck that game's so fucking good. The game's so very good. good, right? Also called Ratchet Deadlocked, I yep. think, in the states. Yeah. Um. And it it that was the first game that broke away from the traditional Ratchet formula, and it was this like arena based, uh, like uh, gauntlet based. It's it like a mission game, basically. Yeah, yeah. the The concept is that Ratchet's been captured, and that he has to go through this um, gladiator reality TV show. But actually, they're killing all the people, right? But he's good at it, and he's trying to beat the the system and the and the corrupt space station that's producing the show. Um, but it had good bits of humor in it and like Clank was behind the desk. He was like the guy behind the desk, like talking to him. Um, and you had these like robot pals. It was kind of like two bigger Mr. Zircons and you could like tell him where to go and stuff like that. Mr. Zircon. Anyway, I, that was, that was the first Ratchet game I owned. I'd borrowed the other ones from my friends, but this was the first one I'd owned. And I finished that game in one sitting, start to finish when I got it. It was like around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I just... I started that day and it was like fucking hot summer Christmas day and the blinds were closed because, you know, I had to keep it down and I had like a mattress down on the floor rather than like sitting on the couch. So I was like on the floor playing playing this game and I just played and played and played and played. And I was like, do you want to take a break soon? I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take a break. And I had a drink for like 20 minutes and then I went back and I finished the game. <laughs> and it was great. That game was so good. That, that game is a very like bingeable game though. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. I am. Um, yeah. I've told the story before about how I got I got everything to like level ninety nine and level nine hundred and ninety nine or whatever, and 
yeah. I've got my my bolts to ninety nine billion nine hundred and whatever. And then at my brother's twenty first, someone accidentally wiped my save. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, those are my answers. I kinda wanna I kinda wanna do a a sit down and play something for that long now. I kinda I, I wanna see what it's like. I feel like I've missed it's out like, on something. It doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> no. Like playing games for that long sometimes doesn't feel that good. Like like I get it, but also I kinda wanna. I think the most <laughs> recent time I did that was Mario Odyssey. Which oh, was, yeah. Which was a lot of fun. because you went hard on Odyssey. Yeah, because that game is just joyful as hell. And so... It's all right. No, but, like, it's it's happy, you know? It is happy, Like, yeah. and it's... In, everything that game is... Everything in that game is fun. And it's all... You know, it's colourful and it's bright and it's just, like... Yeah, it's just, it's just like, a delight. And so doing... Like, I went pretty hard on that game when that came out because it was, like, I just got a Switch. Like, I'm gonna... I'm just gonna go hard with it. And, like, mum's... At the beach for a month, and also <laughs> I'm not you, seeing anybody. <laughs> you hate Breath of the Wild like the soulless no, I, monster I, I, you are. I was playing Breath of the Wild back then still because I got them both at the same time. So I was hopping between the two, but I I definitely put a whole lot more time in Mario Odyssey. Um, really quick. So yeah, I thought you were about to start another sentence. I thought you were going to be like, oh, just real quick. No. Yeah. So you're wanting the next 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 week's Fortnite question? Yes. Hopefully Fortnite's back then. <laughs> Fortnite's um, back now. Just a heads up. Oh, really? Is, While it, we're is it back on? Oh, bloody hell! That's fine. I was going to save with the news. That's fine. Okay. Uh, if you could only play two games for the rest of your life, what would they be? Two games. Yeah. Oh. A lion. King. Not not two franchises. <laughs> no, two, no, two games, games only. Oh. Oh, mm. I'm overwhelmed with the possibilities. They have to be out. No. Okay. Animal Crossing's got to be one of them, right? No. Shh, we're not talking about should this we? now. Should we? Should we say that if someone says one of them, you can't pick it? So we don't Ooh. all have Animal Crossing and. <laughs> no. Victor- yeah, we're probably gonna have the same because I feel okay. like that's just me. Okay. I also don't think we're gonna have the same. Yeah, I'm probably not going to pick Animal Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to pick Animal Crossing. All right, there you go. All right, Animal cool. Crossing's mine. Yeah, we're on. Dibs, dibs. But like Wild World or like New. You can't dibs that game, Kerry. <laughs> Why can't I dibs Destiny? Because I want to pick a two. <laughs> you really going to pick Destiny? I don't know. I, I, I can't decide. We're not uh, talking maybe. about. We're not talking about this now. This maybe. is next Fortnite. That's the most single player MMO I think I could ever play. It's definitely the longest Can game I could ever play. Sure. Oh. Uh, sure. So we're going to talk about the news, and then we're just gonna we're, we're gonna blast through. Well, we're gonna try to. We've only we've got, only got a couple of items, but also, a one of those items has developed <laughs> since we started the show, and also the other one is uh, huge. So, um, Jeremy, why don't you start us off with the Blizzard controversy? Um, I don't <sighs> I don't have my computer in front of me, but basically the rundown is Blizzard's making a whole lot of unforced errors and is. Coming off like well, a bad so, guy. It's not, it's not an error because an error like incites fault, right? And this is absolutely intentional. So, okay. So I'm going to be reading from a lot of different sources. Some of it's Twitter, some of it's Reset Era, some of it's like just press releases. Um, do you have the date of when the instigating I, I, ha- thing happened? I, I do have dates. Okay, cool. So October 6th, Blizzard Activision announced the banning of a professional Hearthstone player Liz Chung from Hearthstone Grandmasters after Blizz Chung vocally supported the Hong Kong democracy protests in a post-game interview. Should we quickly describe what's happening in Hong Kong? No. Okay. <laughs> you, you cannot quickly describe what's happening in Hong Kong. 
Um, I feel like I can give it, it a go. It ain't good. I'll tell you that much. You got to you got to minute. Good. You got to minute. It is kind of good, but it's not good. Well, uh, there was a, a bill that was proposed for Hong Kong that meant that people could extradite that the Hong Kong government could extradite people basically to China. So basically, China could have a lot more influence in Hong Kong. And it was going to be really unfair. And people have been demonstrating and walking out on the street and, and marching and and protesting. There's been a lot of protest for what six, eight weeks now, straight. For, like, uh, like every night, it was happening. I don't it remember. was happening when I was in Japan. Right. Yeah. So and it's that like was you know two months ago now, August. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, and then that's been happening for a while, and that, and I guess. That's yeah. It's a sort of pro-democracy movement that's happening, and it's still happening and evolving. And they've well, repealed the bill, but also people aren't happy with this. And there's also people who have been arrested, and well, some people have died. It's and- like for a long time, um, Hong Kong has trying to been uh, sorry. China has been uh, increased their influence in Hong Kong, um, and. This is You're just, into my minute, by the way. Yes, um, but this is just like another step in their ever-growing influence post Xi Jinping becoming uh, removing limits on his presidency. Right. Um, which you know, <laughs> if you look at history, when has it ever gone wrong? <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's it's a lot of things. It's a it's it, it's it's a protesting so they can have their own rights. Basically, it is rights infringement um, from a totalitarian state. And so a lot of companies have been not knowing what to do because companies don't really have like, you know, good ethics usually. And so when it comes to things that are like, you know, pro rights, they sort of don't know what to do because China makes a lot of money and they get stuck between that. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is crazy to think about, but, uh, you know, uh, so as a result, Liz Chung had all of his prize money won during Grandmasters reduced to zero dollars and has been banned from competitive play for one year. This action by Blizzard has caused a major blacklash from Hong Kong citizens and people in major Western regions such as the United States and Europe. Since then... So that was October 6th. That was October 6th. And today is the 15th, by the way, for reference. Yes. Yeah, we are recording on the 15th um, because good chance that when we go, when this goes up and between now and recording... Uh, Something will happen. Things will have changed. Um, Blizzard also cut advertisements after Blizzchung's statement. Uh, Blizzard removed Blitzchung from Hearthstone Grandmasters, sites violation, blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay, so, so sorry. That happened on the, on the 6th, and then the actual removal of him happened on the 7th. Okay. Um, Blizzard also ended the two contracts uh, from the casters who request Blizzchung voice support for Hong Kong. Blizzard disabled comments on the news post and announced during its regarding a Blizzchung. I'm, I'm reading just... So, already dr- not great. Yes, mm-hmm. already already very bad. And this had a huge amount of backlash from Western audiences that I follow. Why a why Blizzard... Why do they care? Because Blizzard makes a lot of money in China. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. It's, a whole it, lot of money. Yeah, like it's literally that. Okay. They, they don't want to piss off that market because it's the biggest market yeah, in the world. because I China see, will I say see. these games are not fit for the Chinese yeah, audience and, and the government can say that and then they so. lose 30, 40, 50% of their revenue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blizzard China on October 8th. Blizzard China defends banning of Blitzstrong saying that they will, quote, defend the pride of the country, end quote. Oh my God. That's not scary at all. American University holds up free Hong Kong boycott Blizzard sign during co- uh, a college Hearthstone ca- championship. Yeah, that was just a, a, a couple of random 
one of the teams decided to do that. Yeah. Uh, October 9th, Blizzard employees stage a walkout. Yeah. Um, Brian Kibler resigns as commentator of Hearthstone, voices opposition to Blizzard's handling of the issue. Um, October 11th, Blizzard releases a statement reducing BlizzChunk's suspension and restoring all prize money. This so- was This was at 530 Pacific time last week, by the way. So this was was on a Friday. Yeah, it was Friday, 5.30 p.m. Is this a statement where it said, like, um, all voices need to be heard? Yeah. However. Yes, it was literally like a, like, I'm not racist, but, right? It's that level of, like, just not being able to self-critic, basically. Um, Yeah, so, and, you know, Friday afternoon putting out a statement, that is where you put statements to bury stuff. Yeah. Although it didn't work. No, it didn't <laughs> Every- work. Everyone's hungry for more on this story. It, because it, it didn't work at all. Um, Blizzard have also uh, deleted the um, VOD from their official Twitch channel. Um, they stopped people from deleting their accounts because there was a mass people. There was a mass of people who were just deleting their Blizzard accounts going, fuck this, I don't want to support a company that's supporting a totalitarian state. Yeah. And they, so you just can't delete your account now? At the time, yes. I don't know about now. I haven't checked. Um, but yeah, this was two days ago. You couldn't. That's so disgusting. It's so gross. It is absolutely so gross. There have been other things happening as well, like um, uh, people have stopped playing Overwatch or yeah. people have been um, going into like uh, the no limits mode in Overwatch and playing only as May. Mm. Who have they? I've seen all the May stuff. Exactly. They've sort of... Um, Taken May as a Chinese uh, uh, person, I think. Yeah. Or from Hong Kong, I'm not sure. Um, but as someone from that area. Um, and Mascot, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because each, each one of them is from like a different country, right? Yeah. And so that's where May's from. And they've sort they've a lot of people have been um, drawing her in art as um, having face masks like the protesters are wearing or the umbrellas that they're using as like uh, to defend themselves. And um, she's sort of become this symbol of, you know, we, the Blizzard community, do not respect what you have decided to do to this person who has stood up for what they believe in. Mm. And um, this is what we believe in as well. And it's 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 really powerful. Um, it's incredibly complicated. A lot of the discourse I've seen has been like, what does a capitalist company care about? Like, why is a capitalist... Why is an American capitalist company... Um, being so uh, influenced and kind of uh, not dictated, but I guess I'll just say influenced by a an author an authoritarian uh, regime in China. Like, why well, is that having a, such an like, effect? I don't think it actually is that complicated. Like, it's literally like picking between the good guys and the bad guys. Like, lit- like it's it is so clear cut. What's going to happen at the end of this? Right? Like, at some point. I like look. I certainly hope at some point Hong Kong will win out because that's what is supposed to happen in the world. Like I know that's like sort of like an optimistic sort of thing, but like at some point that's what's supposed to happen. Hong Kong is supposed to win out on this because it's a it's because it's a it's a rights movement. It is a human yeah. rights issue. That's theoretically that's the that's the side yeah. of things that for people who are like in the favor of freedom and and the right to have a voice like and I, express I, it at least in a lot of modern society i know that you know turkey and places like that are not having a good time at the moment but it's like usually when it is such a center of 
it's such a hub for trade for the West, right? Like yes. Hong Kong, China, like this isn't like, this isn't a third world country somewhere else. This is a major, major country. And to look at that and go, now we're going to go with the people who are oppressing, you know, we're going to go with the oppressors. Yeah. And for them to double down on it and then triple down on it again, like it's just, how can you be so, and like there is, I remember, so we'll talk about this, but PAX happened this weekend. And when a blizzard was a PAX and it was awkward going past some of the, some of the blizzard stuff, because I'm like, man, that's a, that's a company that's sort of helping oppress people in one way or another, you know, silencing people about like uh, silencing people's opinions on something that is a human rights issue is incredibly dangerous, especially as a big company, especially as a company as big as blizzard in, in an industry of games. Um, and I remember seeing tweets from people who were being like, at, which is like this. This. This is the way to handle it. Basically, of there are going to be people from Blizzard at PAX in Australia who do not share their opinions with their larger company. Mm. And of course, it didn't. Didn't name names because it's not going to name names. But when when Blizzard had their walkout in America, it was like yeah, like yeah, right. That that's that's what you do. You have to show a protest. And for the major company just to keep going back over and over again, saying no, we have to. We have to keep making money in China. Like it's just, yeah. it is so clearly the wrong way to do it. I mean, it's the wrong way to us. But when you who look is at it, the right way to? How many, like, literally billions of dollars are that, they that, making? And, and that's what I mean. At that point, you have no ethics. At that point, there is morality is completely gone. Yeah, and that's right. It's like at that point, you are just a Chinese company. I think that's a bit far. I think it's still a capitalist company because it is about the money. Well, that's because China's still somewhat capitalist. They rely on our capitalism, but they're a communist country. Yeah, but I mean, like, they still have markets, right? This, this is what this okay, whole yeah, thing is. Yeah, no, true. It's, that's it's what this whole thing is about. This whole thing is about them keeping, like, China still having their global market because it makes them money, which is why that the idea that they are like a true communist nation just it just doesn't float like that anymore which is a different it, it's a, it's a different subject altogether but the idea that a company an art company that makes games that people love and have loved for such a long time can burn such a bridge well that's the thing so immediately that's the thing with a lot of the triple a companies right once they get big enough do they stop becoming art companies and start becoming you know entertainment enterprises art businesses art traders i mean it's, it's not it's it becomes so much more about how much they make and how much revenue they make especially when they start becoming publicly traded companies like this one is it's 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 funny seeing a, like getting getting mad at a company like ubisoft going our games are not inherently political yeah to then look at blizzard and go now nah, we're just gonna go with the fascists like it's just it's <laughs> like it is just nuts right it just it I I'm I'm shocked that this is still going. Yeah, I'm shocked that they haven't looked at this and go, no, we've made a mistake. Yeah, yep. Well, they didn't do it for no reason. No, they didn't, and they haven't doubled down for no reason. If they if they were gonna if they were gonna pull back, they would have by now. Um, and I think if they continue to do these half steps like they have with giving Blitzchung his uh, prize winnings back and reducing his suspension um if they continue to backpedal slowly (laughs) 
like it'll only hopefully be in China half steps. won't notice to them. It'll yeah, exactly. It'll be in half steps. It won't be it won't be an exoneration. It won't be yes, Blitzchung, you are free to speak what you are saying, even although the people who we are like <laughs> tied to don't like what you have to say. Like it's not going to happen. I know it would have like, happened by now. And the question is, what's going to be the next thing? All I can think about is how good would it have been if they went. Yeah, no, we stand with our we stand with our friend whose country is currently being oppressed. Yeah, like that would have made all of the difference in the world. There's this. Um, so I I feel like I mention this every other week, but I watch a lot of uh, kind of funny content, right? Or I listen to a lot of their podcasts, and basically there's been a development of this story every day. So last week they spoke about it literally every day on kind of funny games daily, um, and there were and Greg was talking about how he's conflicted about they've sent a package for wow classic the like deluxe edition care package for whatever for them to unbox and you you know it came on like one or two days after this all started happening i was like i'm not doing that like mm-hmm. i'm not, I'm not talking about the 10 foot pole yeah. like this is too complicated right now and also i don't know how i feel about this and so they didn't touch it and they didn't go near it um and so then i was i was scrolling through twitter a few, a few days later and um i get to the kind of funny kind of funny put up a tweet saying let's unbox uh the wow classic uh, cl- uh collector's edition box i'm like what and it's this five minute video i'm like that's so weird and i click on it and it starts kind of how their unboxings usually do where it's like zoomed in on the product and then they zoom out right and then greg starts talking so this one's zoomed in on the wow logo and then it pulls around to the other side of the box and they've just sticky taped onto the side of it free hong kong (laughs) very good with with a link to to like uh to donate to something or other and it's just five minutes Yep. Just staring at that piece of paper on that box. It's <laughs> like, that, whoa. That's very good. That, that, that is very good. Um, and it was cool because they kind of like foreshadowed it. I was, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is- you see, you could do that stuff when you're, when you're funded by patrons. <laughs> when, you're, when you're privately funded, I guess. Well, so, sort of publicly funded. But I, like- I, I guess it is public, but like you, well, uh- it, you're not... You're not Reliant on shareholders. Another thought I had while this is happening over the past week has been like, man, Bungie must just be counting their lucky stars that they got the fuck out of the like Battle.net, right? Like, oh could you imagine? Like, it was literally like October 1st, they leave Battle.net and f- what, five days later this yeah, happens. It, it's crazy. They had a sense. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, the, the whole like, net. about to do some bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any like thoughts on the matter like you said you've been following along a bit as well a little bit but like nothing nothing really yeah i'm not that um educated on politics and shit so fair enough i mean i feel like i'm not either (laughs) i did a global politics class in year 12 (laughs) better than me yeah free hong kong free hong free hong kong i can i can get behind that there's the thing that gets me is there's a whole lot of other problems with China, and I feel like we've covered it in our other global politics <laughs> sessions of this mini podcast. I feel like we talk about China a lot. We, how does that keep happening? How do we keep talking about China globalization really? and? It's because they're oppressing people. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's what happens. It's funny keeps landing in the um, in the in the gaming news. Jeremy, yo, what's happening with Fortnite season eleven? At when when we started this it's podcast, it's not season eleven. Oh. It's chapter two. Oh, Fortnite chapter the two. Officially chapter two. So, so it is Fortnite two. Yes. So when we started this podcast, we um, I showed, I showed June and Jeremy, who both hadn't seen it, this event that happened at the end of season 10 a few days ago, where a meteor hit the island of Fortnite, which has been there for two years. Wait, is the island called Fortnite? No. 
Okay. Yeah, Fortnite. 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 No, this is the island of Fortnite. Just, I'm like, wait sorry. a fucking second. <laughs> it's just an it's just an island. Um. Anyway, the, a meteor hit this island and it turned into a black hole and sucked everything in. And it was incredible. This amazing shared moment. It's, okay. it's incredible. And since we've gone live, something's happened. It's been off for like two days. So I'm reading a Rock Paper Shotgun article written by Alice O'Connor, who I specifically want to shout out for making the same joke I made, which is the, the beginning of the article. After just being swallowed by a black hole, Fortnite has returned as Fortnite Chapter 2. Month. <laughs> That's a month. They heard you. <laughs> they heard my joke that I made an hour ago. How can you, how can you prove ago. you did? Cunt. I think we I was recording. I, I don't think we were recording. We recording. I, th- I think I think we might have been. Okay, well, uh, how long have you been out. recording for right now? It's two hours. It's ten o'clock on Tuesday, the fifteenth of October. I think I might have been recording. I, okay, I think I remember moving up to the mic to say month. I'll check the tapes. Anyway, and- you two are there. Um, yeah, we we yeah, know. I am we know. Match for you. <laughs> uh, she continues the article by just referencing Fortnite as a month. <laughs> <laughs> how did you spe- did you spell it with an F? Like no. I thought month. No, because that was your joke. Yeah. Um. Can't hear my jokes. No. They're too good. Um, <laughs> this whole article, she just references this month, which is very good. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, it's New Island. Um, it's called New Island? No, it's a New Island. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like, it's got fishing now. Yeah. Um, How do you have time to fish when you're shooting each other? <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. The best fishing done How is quickly. How these people have time to fish when they're too busy shooting each other, I say. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Do you like how I slurred it all together? I really, really, really do like that. You sounded more drunk than you do when you're drunk. <laughs> um, so, along with New Island Free of Season Remnants, uh, Month has streamlined the arsenal. <laughs> Through then added more weapons like a bandage bazooka to heal pals, and you can upgrade weapons added upgrade benches. Oh. The game now has swimming and boats and haystacks to hide in and explosive battles. And uh, she says, and okay, we're still discovering it all. Um, that the, sounds really cool. It sounds like refined but expanded. Uh, the patch notes uh, says, added, chapter two, take your hashtag first drop and discover everything new. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. it, which is quite nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, so the the cutscene that got leaked that we watch, which is the the cutscene that happens when you load up the game, um, yep. as your character runs out of the game in that cutscene, uh, out of the bus in the cutscene, um, it transitions you into game, into the and, game, and you right. just drop immediately. That's that's cool. Awesome. I um, wondered about that because yeah. it ended pretty abruptly. I and especially since it sort of transitioned straight from gameplay into that black hole mm. cinematic in the game. Yeah, um, new battle pass, which is seems to be the same old same old, um, and the store is probably the same. Yeah, as far as I can tell, everything else is sort of the same. It's just like a new map, um, which happened. Have with they this only used the one map so far? Yeah, yeah it's, okay. it, it's been evolving. Yeah. It's sort of like Apex, but it's been like yeah. more d- dramatically changing. Yeah, so it'd be like a corner of the map gets covered in ice or um, the whole map gets covered in those like teleporting rifts that we mm. saw. Yeah. That was one of the seasons. Or um, Thanos comes down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we that? talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't play Fortnite, but... They're doing... They've- they're always doing good things with it. The, I'm always yeah, really yeah. surprised about how well, not not surprised at how well, but how, how different it is mm. from any other Battle Royale. Yeah, mm. they're like a meta story of how the world changes is something that I've always been interested in as someone sitting on the sidelines. Mm. It's never made me go out of my way to play it, but it's been cool to watch that sort of progress and evolve in a, <laughs> yeah, just in, in a cool way. Totally. 
I'm, uh, I'm excited. I might, I might jump in. It's cool because adding those... A lot of people, a lot of the complaints leveled at Fortnite recently have seemed to be like, oh, there's mechs in the game. They're busted. Oh, there's this hamster ball that's really fast and you can't shoot it. You can't kill this thing. Like, they've just... They've gone wacky and wacky and too wacky and too wild. So, I wonder if that's kind of why they did this refresh. Mm-hmm. And the, the things they've added there, it's like hay bales to hide in and explosive barrels, you know. It's like... Those are pretty classic things. Yeah, exactly. It feels like video games 101. So, it feels like they've they've stripped back the noise and then just added a couple of things to refine on the base gameplay of it. I think it's really clever. Just based on the little that we've heard so far, we'll, I'll have to wait and see how it plays or how, what people think of it. Yeah. Are they still doing that? Um, I think it was it was at E3 a couple of years last year, the year before, when they the the block the, the block the block yeah. Are they still doing that? The block. They announced that at the Game Awards last year. Game Awards, yeah. Um, and it was like every week because they announced Fortnite Creative Mode, right? Right. And it was that you could create a thing for the block and f- like it would be featured exactly. once a week. Yeah, they yeah. would feature. So a, what's the block? It's it's a part of the map that became literally a square. Oh, and then, right. And then you could design things to go into that square, and your yeah. thing, and and the Fortnite team would pick certain things to go in, and right. your your thing could be a part of the bona fide Fortnite. Map. That was neat. Yeah, I think they were still doing that. Um, sad that I didn't really like hear much about that afterwards. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that would have been big with the the hardcore Fortnite yeah. crew. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I'm excited for them, and I'm excited to see how the mm. uh, audience reacts. Shall we take another break? Yeah, I want some more chips. <laughs> more oh, importantly. I want some bread. All right, cool. I'm so I'm going to get that bread. <laughs> we're nearly at our PAX impressions. You're you're much closer to it than we are because we're going to spend a bit longer than you are because we're going to be a break. And we're going to cut out all the stuff in the middle. Don't know why I'm explaining it all. Um, so, yeah, we've, ex- we've yeah, uh, uh, we're going to talk about PAX <laughs> when we come back from the break. <laughs> I don't know why I got stuck. Yep. We'll be right back. You, no, you, you're not allowed to do it twice. I told you, it's my podcast. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the mini Doom Fox. Doom Fox. Doom it's Fox. So hot. Welcome back from Doom. the break. And it's... Fox. Uh, so we were at PAX this weekend. PAX Doom. Australia. Fox. Doom. Fox. Doom. Fox. Doom. Fox. Like shaking the house. <laughs> um, we were at PAX Australia this weekend, uh, 2019. It was really exciting. It was exciting for a few reasons. One, we were all there. Two, Jeremy yes. had a media pass I did. for <gasps> minimap.com.au. Um, it's really kind of cool and exciting. We got to... We got to represent ourselves at this thing. I um, I didn't get a press pass, but what I well, what you didn't we, apply for one. I didn't apply for one. That's right. I made that clear. I thought it was too late, but also you know you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Um, but instead, I I got one of them. You know, plebeian passes. Uh, I went on the Friday and the Saturday. Um, Jeremy was there all three days. June, you were there on Saturday. Um, and even split. As in, like we all had one day that. Carrie yes. was on two days. Yeah, but I mean, like we were all like there one day. Everyone was there at least one. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. That was one day where each of us were there at least. Yes, that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> I went all three days. 
I am so tired. I have so many blisters on my feet. Oh, yeah. Like, I've got so many fucking blisters on my feet. Yeah. I stood up yesterday, Monday, two days after I'd been there, and I stood up, like, after bedtime, and I, like, woke up. I guess that's how you say that. I woke up, and I got out of bed, and it was like, oh, my feet. Yep. <laughs> um, it was a really good time. Yeah. It was the best packs that I've been to. Um, yeah, same, actually. And I've been to all of them, and this one was the best. This is the, the best run one, and I had the best time there. It seemed to be more of a... Uh, performance or something. Performance. This, this was, this was, I mean, this was the first year they had. They had like fucking fire. Like they hadn't had that at any other packs before. That's true. That was cool. <laughs> so yeah, in the in the like queue room where you like line up to get in in the morning. Um, that's been sponsored by Bethesda for the last three years. Mm. Um, and it's always been really empty when you go through there and the queue's mm. done. It's like, oh, they sponsored this space. Why did they do that? They do that because at, in between nine and ten in the morning. Before it's the cramped. expo hall's in, it's full of like two thousand people, yeah, and they just get to advertise to these two thousand people directly. And the same trailers over and over, over and over and again. Over, it's like indoctrination. It's fucking loud, it, and it, it was worse last yeah, but, year because like, it was just country roads the entire time. No, that's why everyone was singing it. Yeah. Oh no, because Pax banned it this year. They literally banned. Really? It. Oh, they banned it. They, they banned country roads. So the it was like a, I mean, like they banned it, but like the. Um, the Bethesda people were like getting everybody together to sing it because it got banned, and they were like, "Yeah, they can't ban our song." It was it was quite funny. Okay, it was sweet. Um, in a marketing sort of way. I had someone else <laughs> mention that, but I'll bring it up later. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was cool. So this year they had pyrotechnics for yeah. Um, what was it for? It was for Doom. like Doom because yeah, it fucks so hard. <laughs> that's right. So for Doom Eternal, every time there was like a a. a Dragon, not a dragon, like a demon or something. It, a like, fuck. it was um <laughs> every time there was a fuck, the fire went off. Fire fucked. Yeah. The doom. Doom. We're gonna have to mark this as as explicit if we're not careful. We don't we don't always. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't want to restrict our content. Ooh. <laughs> um <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, there was fire and it was really cool for like the elsewhere um ES the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Trailers, because every time the dragons swoop past oh, and breathe fire, fire, there was oh fire. Oh my god! Or they were in like a fiery like cavern, like a room I that was know, crumbling. Whenever like there's like movie trailers or like game trailers and like there's like lights and like really loud like music, I start yeah. to cry a little bit. Oh, like cool. I don't know what it is. I just like get it's like, like overwhelming. Really, like they get really emotional. It's like fuck, man. Yeah, games are good actually. Games are good actually. Turns out. Turns out, like when you just play loud music to me, I start crying. <laughs> You'll love Halo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was sort of like the front ex- end experience. But yeah, it was really good. They had a great coverage of indie games there. A lot of local games. Oh, um, so many games. So the, the the Pax Rising was bigger. I didn't go last year, but I went the year before, and it was it was much bigger than the year before. Mm. Every year, Pax Rising grows. I it, feel it's also laid out a whole lot better. Yeah, like uh, it's used the to be first along- thing when you walk in. Yeah, yes. it used to be along one side of the convention mm. hall, like lo- uh, lengthways, which was which was fine. Um, but like it's it just it just doesn't it just can't fit there anymore because of so many games. Yeah, yeah. and also it would take forever to get to each one. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked them all being in a cluster. Yeah, no, I I I like them much much better the way they're laid out now. Yeah, um, there was the EB Mega Store that we didn't really go into. More than, Stayed well away from that. More than once. Um, there was, you know, all of the standard like Intel and uh, like Plantronics and like WD, like the hard drive company were there and 
Razor and... Pop quiz. Do you know what WD stands for? Western Digital. Yes. It said it, said it on their booth. Ah. Um, Cheater. I, I mean, I was there. I, I can't help. And, and then all the all the big video game publishers, Nintendo, Ubisoft, PlayStation, Xbox. Um, Bethesda. They did, I don't think they had a booth. I don't think I played Doom. Yeah, but is that... I don't think that was on the Bethesda booth. Yeah, yeah no, because that was on the Doom was on the back end of the AMD Ryzen booth. It was, that was their area. That's where that's where the Bethesda people were. That was, that, yeah, it's just in the Doom panel though. That wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't in the Bethesda section. Th- that was their section. It was small. It wasn't. It wasn't like Ubisoft where they had one of the big halos up above saying Ubisoft. Yeah, no, U- Ubisoft are selling merch. There was all the one time. Doom room. Yeah. Fuck room. There was a Final Fantasy like fourteen section. <laughs> Sorry. So the we- fuck room. The fuck room. Um, <laughs> it's really starting to like derail me. I don't know where to keep just saying there fuck was, at me. I'm the, like, oh. There was the Twitch Amazon section as well with the Twitch partner booth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, th- there's all the standard stuff. There was a giant PUBG stage with like a bunch of like. Crashed planes. Like a fake plane wreckage. And yeah. you could like go up and be on the stage with like 40 other people. Yeah. Like that was a cool stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the standards. Everyone, you know, everyone, you walk past the one of them and they're trying to shout cast this match of people playing CSGO who've never played it before in their life. And, and it's awful every time. And it's way too loud. And then, you know, three minutes later, there's a crowd in front because they're throwing away a free T-shirt or a slap band or something. <laughs> That's really packed, hey? <laughs> um, but the stuff that we really enjoyed, I think it's safe to say, was the kind of game stuff. Um, well, I'll speak for myself. That was that was the stuff that I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, the most. game's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how, how do you how do you want to talk about this section? How do you want to do it? Because we've we've listed out all the games that we've got here. Um, June didn't get a whole lot of time to play much, um, but you got I to like, see a bit, and you did get to play some things. I like was so tired, and like I went home, went to bed at like seven, and didn't wake up until like eleven the next day. Like, I was so wrecked for some reason. I don't know why. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's like that. Jeremy did that two days later. Yeah, <laughs> fourteen hours. But sleep. I feel like that was more warranted. I don't know, man. Full time works hard. Anyway, so. I don't know. Let's just dive into it. So, um, since you've said it, get it, get it out of your system, Jeremy. Talk, talk. Tell, tell me about the fuck game. Doom. So, Doom Eternal. So, Doom. So, to preface this, I'll say that I played Doom twenty sixteen, and I thought it was fine. I didn't love it like a lot of other people did. I yeah. thought it was good. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um. So, Doom Eternal. I remember when it got announced. I sort of was way more like into the announcement than I was expecting to. I think I mean, it helps that the fucking trailer was. Oh, the trailer was the trailer fucked. The, the yeah. trailer fucked, and like the <laughs> the music really and like the whole thing. Like it's it, it's the announcement trailer is very good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, it's only like a minute and a half, mm. and it set the scene for what this game is, which is game this game. So I think I figured out why I like this game because I liked Wolfenstein One when it came out. I thought it was good, but I didn't love it. And I'm pretty sure Doom, pretty sure Doom Eternal is going to be the Wolfenstein 2 of this reimagining of the series, basically. Um, 
and it's going to get me because it's going to do the same thing the Wolfenstein 2 did, which Naked, is pregnant Nazi killer. I mean, like I would, I would still be in even if, it, even if they, did, if they did, if if they went, what if we do this like awesome naked, naked pregnant Nazi killer, naked pregnant. <laughs> But Nikki Breggy Nazi if, if, if they literally if Id as a company literally sat around and went, What if we did it again? I would still be in is the thing. Yeah. Um But yeah, like it's Doom Eternal is committing one hundred percent to itself in a way that just brings me on board in every single possible way. Um the music is just I mean, Doom music has always been good, but like holy shit, this music just fucking rocks. Um, the, the, the basic like story structure, not, not, not structure, like the mood of the game in Doom 1 was very much humans are fucked up and tried to harness power from hell. And the Doom guy wakes up going, I can't believe you fuckers have started to harness power from hell and doesn't care about anybody in the game. Yeah. And very like aggressively when someone's talking, and saying, oh, very carefully list this, lift this thing out, otherwise you'll damage it. He just rips it out and breaks it as he's doing it. And he's doing that a lot in this one, but in a, but in a way that's like, it's so much better. So the demo of the game began with you being in a human colony, I think on Mars. I think this was this scene that you were talking about. I think this was in the E3 demo. Yeah, where you're like you're like walking through and a bunch of people are like looking at you going, oh my God, that's the Doom guy. Oh my God, that's the Doom player. And... People- His name John Doom. <laughs> no, he's yeah, yes. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> middle, uh, middle name Fox. Yeah, <laughs> John Fox John Doom Fox Slayer. Doom. <laughs> um, yeah. So like he's like walking through, and everybody's like sort of freaking out because it's like oh, it's like the because the, the Doom Slayer. He doesn't care about anything. He just wants to make sure that the demons don't get out. Um, just wants to slay Doom. Yeah, and, and that's a big thing in Doom 2016 is that the demons are terrified of the Doom Slayer. They look at him and go, oh my fucking God, it's a Doom Slayer. I need to get out of here right now. Like, Or like, I need to kill yeah, hard. Yeah, like I, I need to go all the way or like I am terrified of this guy. Um, and in this one, uh, there's a moment where you're, you're walking through this, this uh, Connolly. Co- colony. Col- colony. I always get that word wrong. And there's like some doctor guy and he's talking and, and the other doctor guy's got his back to you. And um, one of them starts to shrink back in his chair and the other one's in a wheelchair and you just go right up to his face and grab his keychain that's on his lanyard and you just start dragging him by the lanyard up to the door. The guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, the guy in the wheelchair up to like, and you put his keychain onto like the, the the card reader and you're like choking him while he's like got this lanyard still around his neck just to unlock the door. And it happens again in the next section when you go into a room and there's these two guards with guns guarding the door. And one of them is like, who the hell are you? Like, get away from this door right now. You're not supposed to be here. And the other one recognizes you and shrinks the fuck back away immediately. Yeah. And so you get right up against this guy's face, just take the gun out of his hand. He then realizes who you are and the door opens and you're immediately shooting demons. And that was like, okay, like that's sort of what this game is going to be, right? But then I'm playing the game and it is so smooth. It is like so much smoother than Doom 2016 was. There are so many combat mechanics that 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 are meshing together and working together in a way that is rewarding and 
like legitimately fun. Like I'm having a lot of fun while I'm doing this. Like I'm grinning while I'm playing this game. And like it's 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 incredibly violent and the demons are everywhere and you've got nine different guns that I'm constantly swapping through because I'm running out of ammo of one, so I'm going to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And each gun has like a secondary fire as well, which is like a different way to think about how I'm positioning myself and that plus with like the grappling hook that's in the game and the dashes and the glory kills, which give you health back as well as armor as well. If you do a different type of glory kill and they have to be in a different state, I believe to get that, that sort of kill. It's, it's just one of the most rewarding experiences immediately in a, in a first person shooter I've played in a long time. It is like, man, if Wolfenstein did this gameplay, like, holy shit. <laughs> Can I, ask you a question yeah what's different so a lot of that stuff i feel like i could a lot of that sentence i feel could be used to describe doom 2016 yeah uh, and a lot of it is but it's it's just it's so much more refined it feels better it feels smoother and all of that stuff works better in eternal it works better together like there's like there's there's a legitimate synergy that you're getting while all of this stuff is happening together like i'm 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 basically chaining things like i've got like this this almost like this script in my head of i'm gonna do this and then i'm looking at this enemy over here and i'm gonna change my position change this weapon do that look around survey change attack change move survey change way more than 2016 did um and some people got that in 2016 but this is like this was instant for me like i was not at all expecting to be all in I, as I am on this game. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play the new Doom just so I can talk about another podcast. I wasn't expecting to come out of it. I go like, oh, yeah, no, this is the best AAA game at PAX. Mm. Um, I, was inc- I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. And there's also a large variety of environments as well. Yeah, that, that first Doom, Doom 2016 could have really benefited from that. I got, yeah. I played through a lot of, I played like 10 hours of Doom and I actually just got bored of it in right. the end. Yeah. Because it was just like, half hour levels of just shooting and ripping apart demons and it's kind of all it was and it wasn't enough for me to hold it in yeah there's like there are there are full on like platforming mechanics in this game now yeah no that that, that was in 2016 okay like the climbing up walls not quite that okay right this is like there are there are platforming sections where it's like you're in one arena and you've beaten the arena and now there's a bunch of floating rocks above like a margin like the 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 the, the mars sky basically and you're jumping from a bunch of floating rocks to a bunch of floating rocks to a bunch of floating rocks using like wall grabs and jumping off wall grabs and grappling hooks and all that stuff together to get to the next section um while there's like demons spread around as well so you can kill them and keep moving um but it feels the level design feels refined as hell Okay. It and like the the change in scenery as well goes a long way. Like there's a lot of different looking environments that I've seen. I'm excited for it to come out literally on the same day as one of the most gentle games ever in the world <laughs> yep, now. Yeah. Uh, that has been pushed to uh, Animal Crossing Day. Yeah. Um Yeah. It, 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 it's it's going to it's going to be a day of mixed emotions. Um June, did you play 2016 Doom? I didn't know, but I watched a lot of my friend play it. Okay. It's it's yeah. Doom Eternal fucks. Um, that's yeah. That, that's it's all. Jeremy's I can, slogan. Now. It, it's it's going to be the headline of my article. It's going to be the 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 byline on your headstone. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
there's also like just one this this part was in the E3 trailer but I just want to highlight it how funny it is going up to this gigantic BFG that is like this huge fucking cannon and just going up to it unloading the gun hitting the screen a bunch of times until it does what you want jumping into the gun and hitting fire and you firing yourself out of this gigantic fucking cannon <laughs> towards the enemies just because you just got to get over there yeah. it, it 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 rules so hard cool so let, let's let's get through the triple a stuff yep and then we'll I, go I, to the I, indies i think that's the way to do it so um which one i, th- I think we'll start with avengers next because okay. it's next on both of our lists yep so um, this is kind of a, a good time to mention this bit as well. Like I said before, this is the best packs that I've been to. Um, it's also the first packs that I've waited in lines to do anything for. And I decided to do that so we could have these conversations on the podcast. Um, and it's interesting because in previous years, I've always been like, oh, that game's coming out in a few months. Why bother? Or I was never going to play that game any- anyway. Why bother waiting in line? I'm not going to stand around in line, wait for two hours. It's boring. And it is, honestly. Um, but it was something about having those experiences um like waiting in line uh and then getting to play those games it made it all a bit more worthwhile i feel like actually invested time and energy into what i was doing at pax rather than just kind of floating around you know playing one of the 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 crazy specked out um pcs playing the like borderlands 3 or whatever like a couple years ago it was destiny 2 it was like oh I was playing this at home a couple of days ago, but this is a really cool monitor, you know, like, <laughs> like when you're just getting those experiences, I feel like PAX falls a bit flat, but doing this this year, I, I think I really appreciate it. Um, so first thing I did on day one on Friday was I lined up for um, Marvel's Avengers. Um, and I had an interesting time in the line because they had, they had 16 booths uh, operating the demo and uh, like eight of them were along the wall of the area for Avengers, and then they had uh, this sort of middle bay that was like four, like 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 a table in the middle of the room, and then there were four on one side of the table, and then on the other side of the table there were another four. Um, and while I was waiting in line, the it was a half hour demo, so they'd move like the line would move and then stop for half an hour, and then it's move a, and stop for half an hour. It's a long demo. Yeah, it is. Um, the longest I think I'd packed. How long did you wait in that line for? Ah. <sighs> Two and a half hours. Two, two hours, I think, right. not two and a half. But that's because the, the the panels of TV of TVs that were all along the wall crashed. Like mm. the power went out. I watched them go out at once, <laughs> all of them. the The power went out on the Playstations and the TVs. It just died. And those people, you know, they waited around for twenty minutes, and basically they waited for everyone else's demos to finish. And they were like, "Okay, guys, sorry, we got to get you out of here. We got to fix the power." Um, and so those guys basically their demos got cut short i was really sucked and so they had to you know bring in the technicians from the thing i you know i didn't i don't hold any of this against sony or or no, God, I mean, it's crystal a, dynamics or anything like it's just it happens it happened last year with um diablo on the switch did it really the entire room power went out <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a shame but it was i don't know it was it was interesting and that that's why i was mentioning um country roads because one of the like events guys was like trying to make sure we're all happy and just being like, oh, I feel like we should get a sing song going. Last year, everyone was singing Country Road. Should we do that this year, guys? What do you reckon? And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I managed to get in because um, like they moved, they moved a group through and then they were like, 
oh, there are a bunch of couples here. We don't want to split you guys up. Is there someone who's here on their own? And I was like the next person who's there on their own. So I jumped like seven places, which was great into one of the middle booths. And I was like, I hope their power comes back on. This was after they fiddled around for 30, 45 minutes. I hope their power comes back on and stays on. And I went into one of the middle section. Um, three minutes into my booth, I hear something say, someone say someone, and I turn around and the, the, the wall's gone out again. Um, so, that, yeah, that was funny. They, they, they fixed that after that point. And the, the, that booth was running 24-7 after I walked past it every time. But, yeah, so the actual demo for Avengers... Um, I, I I had tempered expectations because people have been really cold on this game since E3 hey when they me. revealed the gameplay. Pardon? I said, hey, that me. Yeah, and also because Jeremy had gone in uh, for the hourly media window that he had um, prior and had already played it and said, hey, I don't like this. Um, and Jeremy's the most Avengers guy. He is... Marvel guy. It hurts so much. He's the Avengers guy. <laughs> it hurts so much. You know how much Spider-Man game was so good and this is just... No! So, I had those expectations going into it. Um, for the record, this is just the A-Day demo. This is the demo they showed off at E3. It's the demo they showed the full gameplay release for a few... Like, about a month ago now. Um, I hadn't watched that full gameplay reveal yet. I, I've watched the E3 stuff, not the, like, uncut version. Yeah, same. Um, so, this was relatively fresh. You know, I've seen parts of it. The hypercut, basically. I really enjoyed this much more than I thought I was going to. A lot of people say, you know, you start off as Thor. This 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 level is the tutorial. It's the sample plate for all of the heroes. Um, you start off as Thor, then you go to Iron Man, then you go to Hulk, then you go to Cap, Cap and then, Black then Widow. you go to Black Widow. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Thor's cool and, like, you're just, you're knocking guys up and you're throwing them into the air and you're smacking them with your hammer and you throw them down and then you throw your, your hammer onto the dudes that are on the bus and the dudes just go flying back. They just, they're just gone and then you recall your hammer and it hits people on the way back and uh, you hold triangle and you do a big ground smash. And I don't know. It was, it was nothing groundbreaking. It was nothing revolutionary. I think it was, it was like a simpler version of um, Arkham or Spider-Man combat in that you're just kind of pressing square. You just light or heavy attack with a ranged attack. Um, and then you could like hold the button or like you like charge your super power, your like super ability. So like Thor would call down lightning or Cap would just basically throw his shield harder. Um, I think the main difference between those games for me is that it's not as magnetic. You know, in Batman, when you like hold a direction, you press attack, like Batman will like flip across the room and just go like, ranking this guy in the well, head. I mean, it's so much of that. Like, cause it's like the impact and it's the strength of the hit and it's the, it's, it's the hit. And then it's the reaction from like the enemy. Right. And then it's like using the, the, the gizmos throughout a battle in a way that makes you feel like you're really thinking about the battle. And for the life of me, I can't figure out what I did for half an hour when I played that fucking demo because it was just the most weak ass, like punching, and it was just disagree so much. Oh man, it was just like I'm hitting him with the hammer, and there's like a thunk, and I'm just like, wow, is that it? Did you do the move where you like spun the hammer around though, where yeah. it was like a helicopter? Yeah, you got the feeling of that every time it go- every time it went around. You got the 
in the controller, like, and you and you heard it and you felt it. Oh, yeah, but it. a vibration is one thing. You can turn on vibration for anything. I want like I want the I want the game to know that I can feel it, right? Like none of the enemies, they don't give a shit. They get whacked and then they disappear or they just fall and collapse. And it's it's not at all what like the Spider-Man and Batman games were. They were like, you're really like knocking these fucking guys out, right? You're like, you're putting them in hospital. Whereas these guys, they just die. And like, there's no, like the <laughs> Hulk was fun. Hulk has good impact on his hits. He's heavy. He's, he's hulking. Yeah. Um, and like Thor, I'm like hitting him with the hammer and they're just, it's like hitting a ping pong ball with a, like a ping pong bat. <laughs> like, like sure it's gone fast, but like, man, does the ping pong ball not give a shit about that bat hitting it? Uh, I, d- I disagree entirely. I feel like. The ends of combos when you're knocking those guys down to the floor, they were they were down, and then when they got back there up, there were you'd... combos in that game. Like uh, there was no feeling of that at all. I didn't feel like I was chaining anything at all. I didn't feel like anything was connecting in a way that was meaningful at all. Like like, and then there's the platforming sections with Hulk. Man, I just disagree with you so much. That platforming section is bad. The platforming section wasn't great. Iron Man flying sucked. All right, just let me finish Hulk- my impressions. Okay, all right, naked Nancy over here. Like, okay, so I really enjoyed Thor's impact and hitting and ranged attacks. I liked it. I think my biggest downsides for that was that I didn't really appreciate the voice acting in the game. It felt a bit too schlocky. Like, we're, mm. we're used to Robert Downey Jr. And instead, we're getting this Nolan North version. Not that I have anything against Nolan North. He's fantastic, of course. But the writing in it is a bit like, um, you know, Black Widow saying something like, Tony, the bridge is going to come down. And... And then he says, yeah, yeah, I know. I built the thing. Oh, he's, he gets all pissy. He just gets a bit, he's just a bit, I don't know. He's not, he's not funny, witty, snarky. He's just like shitty at everything. <laughs> so that, that's a bit annoying. And, you know, Thor is very uh, um, holier than thou. And um, yeah, it's, Cap it, doesn't say much. It, it's a very... I feel like I'm reading like the 1970s Marvel comics. Like it's right. very, it's very like pretty stock standard boring shit, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I hope they develop that past the start. Like maybe that's you know that's where they're starting from, and they'll they'll develop and redeem past that. You know, I feel Who like knows? if that's your like your first five minutes, though. Yeah. Don't yeah, you want it, that to be like uh, what sucks you in? Like I was thinking, it's a bad demo, and it's not going to make me want to keep playing, right? Like, do you remember? <laughs> So, so oh, we'll get it. Oh my god, how far of a walk are you going? <laughs> no, so like, uh, what, what, what I'm so, um, I, are you done talking about your stuff? Because I like, no. okay, all right, we'll, we'll keep going, and I'll get, I'll get to what I want to talk to because you're not up to it yet. All right, so yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed Iron Man's uh, combat section. I didn't really like his flying section; it was a bit loose. Um, but I didn't mind that he was more range combat. Um, Hulk was fun, like you said, Jeremy. First thing I did is I picked someone up and then I went to the side of the bridge and I tossed him. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was cool doing the jumps. It was easy to fail those sections. Like you could, you can kind of cling to like scratched surfaces. So they were like banged up trucks along the way. So you had to like jump from truck to truck back to land again. Um, and that that was easy to fail and sort of had to respawn. It felt not. It was a bit weird. It didn't feel like a, I knew when I was going to land right. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a little loose. Yeah. Um, I think is, that's which, how I describe this. Which is boring this. from the developers of Tomb Raider, to be perfectly honest. I, I, <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit, that's like their thing. I always felt like their jumping was a little loose in Tomb Raider. It was very, I it had a lot of movement in Tomb Raider. You could go like, whoa, you could zigzag through the air when you jumped in Tomb Raider. Yeah, but I knew when I was going to make the jump. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. 
it's fine. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I thought all of it was much more competent than I was expecting. Basically, right. Um, Black Widow was hard to to really ascertain because it was a boss battle. You don't know what her real combat's going to be like. But I enjoyed playing as Cap. I enjoyed playing as all of them really. Uh, the visuals were a bit muddy, but I'm sure that's just a pre-alpha problem. It looked good from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, honestly, I'm hooked. I'm excited. The thing that gets me though is that the end of the demo shows you this trailer. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Should I, should I go into it? Well, I, well, I mean, I, you know, I'll, 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 wait. I which one? The one you saw or the one you didn't see? The one I didn't see <laughs> while I was in the demo, but I saw it plenty of times while I was waiting in line. Right. Okay. Uh, which is, and it shows you these character create, not creator, but customization menus. It's a very Destiny-like menu. It shows you Iron Man's gauntlets and stuff like that. Different power levels, different abilities, different perks. Um, yeah, so this is this different is, character outfits. This is sort of what I was what I was getting to before is that like I'm comparing this to the first mission in Anthem, right? Because yeah. the structure of Anthem in this game seems like it's going to be very similar, which makes me fucking worried because I don't know that I really want my Avengers game to be a Destiny light game where I've got single player missions and multiplayer missions, and if I am playing Captain America and my best friend wants to play Captain America at the same time, do we go into the same mission? They've spoken about that previously at other events. You yeah. can't. What like when you're picking a mission, you can't be you can't have more than one of the same hero. Yeah, and like fuck that because like also these are the Avengers. Like, why are you making this a multiplayer game with like all of this extra stuff? I don't like I don't understand why this game exists in the way that it is. It, well, we also we also don't understand those parts of the game. Yet. Well, like we've only like, seen so, so the, the video that I saw explains a lot of that stuff. They they talk about free roam sections and they talk about sections where you've got this base, which is a crashed. Uh, helicarrier which is your base of operations and you and you're walking around there and you can talk and interact with all the other characters that are there the other cast while you're being one of the characters and then you go from those into the missions which are the missions of single player missions and multiplayer missions and i'm sitting there going like why are there why are there these like i get if you wanted to do like drop in and out co-op or if you wanted to like a marvel ultimate alliance sort of thing right where you can where there are a bunch of characters you can choose from and you can go from there but they're doing this deep, very JRPG sort of approach to it of gear and... Or just at least RPG. Uh, yeah, but like... It, like like it's, it could be Witcher RPG. I don't think it's JRPG. I don't think that's fair. Well, like the, the way it was structured reminded me... Like I, I, I was the entire time I'm thinking, like, this is Square's big MMO. Right. right? This, is, this is them wanting another, like, like a different version of Final Fantasy. This, this is Square's attempt at doing a Western up, uh, online RPG. Right. Um, sort of Destiny's MMO light approach. Yes. And it's like, I'm sitting here going like, I really don't want any of this extra stuff. Like coming out of like God of War with the hammer stuff, coming out of Spider-Man being the game that it is, com- coming out of Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And this game is like forcing all of this multiplayer stuff that if like, if we both wanted to be Iron Man, for example, we wouldn't be able to. And one of us would have to be a character that we didn't want to be when if they wanted to do their own, like, make your own superhero, I can sort of get it, and I probably wouldn't like it as much either because, like, I've sort of seen that with DC Ultimate Online. Yeah, you. I reckon the thing would be, like, I don't want to play as some random character that I don't care about. I want to play as the Avengers. Well, the thing is, I don't want an Avengers Online game at all because it just it doesn't lend itself to that. It's a really weird mishmash. Why doesn't it lend itself to that? If it's about a team of superheroes doing things together, why doesn't it lend itself to teaming up with friends to play it through together because the amount of customization that comes from an mmo style game doesn't lend itself to des- to destiny to avengers 
Or, or, I don't or, think you know that yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I feel like I, you're saying this very absolutely. But I feel like we haven't seen the end product. Well, cause, no, because I'm sitting here going like, I don't like, I don't know who asked for this, right? Do you, remember, do you remember when this game got announced? Do you mean announced or when it got at E3 when it became a bit? More no, no, revealed? when it was announced. Oh, with just the trailer. Yeah, and yeah. it was like awesome. We're going to have this incredibly deep, well-made, really good-looking Avengers game from the people who are known for a single-player series being. The fucking Tomb Raider games, yeah. And this is nothing. This is nothing they've ever done. This is nothing that Avengers has ever been. And this is nothing that, as far as I can tell, anyone ever asked for online. Just because no one asked for it doesn't mean it's invalid. No, I'm not saying it's invalid. I'm saying I don't think it's going to work. Okay. Like, I think I think you're pulling the pin too early on that, but that's all right. We I, we can disagree. Like so, like, all of that aside, I think the characters. I didn't like. They just didn't feel right, and they a lot of them felt very samey, right? Like a lot of it was just like punch and kick and heavy attack, and that was sort of it. Yeah, which is not what I also not what I want from a Avengers game. Like you've got five characters at least who are incredibly different in all of the power sets. Well, six now they announced Miss Marvel. Yeah, but like yeah, the, the five that we played, and I'm like these just sort of control the same. Yeah, they did control the same. And they also I'm, didn't I'm control right that though. I don't think they controlled well. Okay. Um Hey, I would love to love this game, you know this. It's the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean I'm 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 ready to play more of it. Like like I said, this mission is the sampler plate. This is the start. This is this is you getting a basic feel of all of the characters and seeing mm. how they differ and how they don't. And what it's going to be like going from mission to mission as each of them differently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to play more. I'm excited to see the whole structure of that game because that's the biggest mystery for me for this one at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. June, have you had any excitement for this? Have you watched any of the trailers? Yeah. I think I watched one of the trailers, but like... I think it was the E3 one we, yeah. were, we were watching. And they don't really show much of the They gameplay. all look kind of funky. They, yeah. They still look funky. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold on the style. I don't hate them though. They're like, everyone's like, oh, Cap looks like, you know, something right, like a riot cop. Or he something. does look like a riot cop. I don't think that's Yikes. a bad thing. He looks like he's got hunting magazines in the back of like, his RV. Like, <laughs> like I was thinking about it. It was like, sure. He's in body armor. Right. And I was like, wouldn't you, if you had super strength and you could carry more weight on you, armor up a bit more to pad yourself up a bit more if you could handle that weight a bit more because usually that's the problem with like armor and stuff like that is it slows you down and it weighs you down yeah if you can handle that weight what's the problem it's just going to protect you a bit more you just look agile you felt agile no i didn't he's doing like spin kicks yeah spin throws yeah. what's next so next everyone's hot in final fantasy 7 we knew that already that's i know not but news. like but when you're really up close to that telly you really see how hot cloud <laughs> is <laughs> He's very pretty. He has yeah. very smooth skin. Yeah. That sword is such a fucking cool looking sword. Mm. It's outrageous. It it's is. almost as tall as he is. Yeah. And somehow they make it look balanced in it this look, game. It looks fucking awesome. This is Final Fantasy VII for those who remake, for those who aren't aware. My housemate has been playing the original. Yeah. Recently. And there's so many just like weird fucked up shit in mm-hmm. that game. Like I don't yeah. know how they're going to remake it. It's if JRPG. they're going to add that shit in it. Like, yeah. I, it, it, I know. Like. Like the dress up stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's going to be fun because they're not going to cut it. No. <laughs> they're not going to cut it. I think like I haven't 
really played Final Fantasy for, for 13 and 15. Yeah. So, like, I think I'll probably play 7. Just you'll, you'll, you'll like this. Cloud is hot. You'll like this because it's very fun, it's very Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. yeah, it plays a lot like it. Nice. It it's, plays it plays sort of heavier too, like more mm. deliberate. I, I think. Yeah, because Final Fantasy 15 kind of felt a bit light, a bit. Yeah, you kind of hold square, and they just kind of slash their sword a bit. I until didn't the mind that goes. though. No, not to say it's a problem. Just mm. just describing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is very heavy. Um, yep. You feel the impact of each blast. He does have a and, huge fucking sword. Well, yep. yeah, Cloud, but also Barrett <laughs> with his gun. Yeah. Um, and I imagine Tifa with like her punching, like will feel really impactful um i wasn't mad on this demo honestly i wasn't mad on this demo i thought it was fine i mean like it was just 20 minutes of a 50 hour jrpg yeah Yeah. and and i'm playing it going like yeah no this 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 plays as well as the demo looks when you've seen that trailer right like it doesn't look it doesn't play any better it doesn't feel any worse you just go yeah no this is all you can ask for it it's gonna be good that's a really good point like what you see is what you get which is quite good honestly it's really seamless like you you kind of get it really quickly um, I didn't, I didn't get very sucked into the demo. A, it's twenty minutes. B, the whole thing was in Japanese dub. So, um, yeah. whenever I was actually playing and they were talking, I couldn't read the subtitles because I was like fighting the scorpion. You know. So it was. The whole thing was in Japanese voiceover. So it was English sub- subtitles. English subbed. Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Japanese dub. I'm not familiar with Japanese the, uh, dubbed would be. OG. Yeah, I guess yeah. that just that does just, make sense, I'm but just I don't saying like it. <laughs> it's Japanese voice and like I don't know Japanese. <laughs> so like I couldn't like hear it and get involved in the world because they were like, you know, screaming like when they were finishing their You're was... playing Fire Emblem in English, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Are you? No. Right. Who do you think I am? A not weeb. I honestly didn't think <laughs> not weeb. that I could or that I would My first thing I did was switch it to Japanese. Any Japanese game I I switched it straight really? to Japanese. Yeah. Oh, Catherine, I play in Japanese. Really? Yeah. Oh, but Troy Baker, though. Uh, uh, there's enough of him and everything else. Anyway, um, yeah, point, my point being, though, like that and that, um, you know, it's only 20 minutes of the start of a very, very long game. I didn't get, I didn't get hooked into it. Um, I'm excited to play the English version and play it for like hours at a time. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's going to be fun, especially because I haven't played it. You know, mm. I don't know the story. I know the I know the like twist. You know, like everyone, yeah, everyone knows the twist. Everyone knows. Um, but for those who don't, I won't say it. Um, but yeah, like it was fine. It was cool. Gameplay worked as well as you think it should. Yep. Yep. What else? Dead Zack Drive is very good. Oh yeah. Yeah, I played this one. What do you I think? felt privileged to play this game. Yeah, you should. Like, that game's very good. Yeah, so this is one of the indie games. This is being developed in where is it being developed? Uh, Adelaide in Adelaide. Yeah. yeah, do you know the team? Uh, um, fan club. Fan club. Yes, because I'm pretty sure they named the team after um the lead developer Mike Blackney's Twitter handle, which is Kurt Russell's fan club. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure another person joined the team who had changed their Twitter handle to something else, fan club. That's funny. <laughs> and so I think they changed the name of their studio to fan club. That I, makes I, sense. I could be wrong, but I know it's it's somewhere along those lines. Yeah. So June, why do you why did you feel privileged to play this? I don't know. This like indie? it was just such a beautiful little thing. Like it was yeah. so gorgeous and like for for a wasteland like survival zombie. The aesthetic of it though apocalypse. was just so good. Like I played I don't know maybe five minutes, yeah, like less yeah. than five minutes, and like I'm done. That's like I'm gonna buy that game. Yeah, yeah. The style in that like that game like is dripping with style. Yeah. Like the 
It's so for those who don't know, it's sort of this low poly bird's eye view of this 3D deserty landscape. And you're you start the game and you're in a Mustang and you're leaving these awesome smoke trails behind your car, like dust trails. Mm. Um, and the car handles so good. And it has it's, it's all very purple hue. Yeah, like yeah. I don't it's, know how it's, to it's like sunset it. colors. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because of the day and night cycle in the game. Um, mm. But it's yeah. So like it's so the, stylized. It, it's incredibly stylized. The, like the the brief plot of the game is it's very soon after an apocalypse, and you're traveling to see if your family's all right, and you have to go to certain places to find out more and more information. And it's about figuring out whether or not you want to know if your family's okay. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, 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 it's quite a somber game. It's quite, uh, it, it'll be not light. I think it's <laughs> fair to say. Um, yeah. Uh, the game has been in development for something like six years or so, um, but only heavy development with more than just one person working on it in the past, like two and a half years. Mm. Um, yeah, it that game. Like I've I've I've, pl- I've played that game in multiple patches now. Um, every time I see it, I can e- easily see how much work they put into it because it's procedurally generated as well, which, which is, is also like fucked, which is it's insane incredible. because of how well you don't know. Like yeah. it feels like a crafted world. And like every time you go into a building, there's this like Jeremy was talking about it. There's this like shader that applies to each building, and and it and the building sort of all the walls like drop away so yeah. you can see the internals, mm. and it's just the slickest effect. Yeah. All of, and the animations for the humans, and then like the the like sandworms that come out of the ground, the and the driving like, felt so good, so yep. good. And the yep. the thing that I can't handle about this game is that this was maybe the buggiest demo on the on the show floor <laughs> that I saw. One of them, yeah. But it didn't matter, yeah, because it was so stylish. And, and I've played it before. Like a lot of those bugs in you. Um, like I was talking to the to some of the devs, and they were saying like, yeah, like we like I had put in new features to the game. Uh, like about a month and a half before the um, build was going out and I realized that I couldn't put those features in the patch build so I removed them and I accidentally left some bugs in. Yeah. Um, but no one seems to care. And so I was like, I'm happy about that. Like I, I watched that game. I played it for maybe three to five minutes. I watched it for another 15. And I saw this one bug happen like three times where if you get out of the car too fast and you had an ally with you, you and the ally spawn in the same part off the car, which means you both like explode away from the land. <laughs> And then when you finally land, you land with full fall damage, and then the demo ended. <laughs> but like, it didn't matter. No one it's was not a like, bad way to go. Yeah. no one was like upset that, that happened too. Like a lot of people laughed when it happened, yeah. or it was just hilarious. Like they shot out sideways across the whole map. Yeah, but it didn't matter. It, no. There was so much style. I I really uh, I implore you to go see the game. Yeah, like look at the tweets from from that studio, see if there's any gifts or something like that. It's gorgeous. Mike, Mike, Mike Blackney has put out so many tweets, so many gifts of development um, for that game. Yeah. It's it is it's been, it's been a joy to watch that game being made just because of how incredibly good looking it is. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, do yourself a favor. It's it's coming to Game Pass as well. Um, it's coming to Xbox and PC. On Epic, right? Uh, not just Epic, I don't believe. Okay, cool. Um, I played a couple of other... Triple uh, A games, um, really? Yeah. So I played Iron Man VR. Oh yeah. Um, and it was really cool. It was a ten minute demo. It was pretty simple. It was just you know the start of the game. So you flying towards your house in Malibu and doing some training. Um, so learning learning the repulsor blasts, which felt really good in the hands. Like the the rumble in the PSVR controllers is really good. Is yeah. it RDJ or is it someone else? No, no, no. It was someone else. I didn't really like his voice. Why would I play it then? 
you know how much money that man costs? <laughs> yeah, he's in Doctor Doolittle now, so like, if someone yeah, can afford him. He's making that movie. <laughs> he's a producer he on that movie. <laughs> That's really cute. He's, yeah, it's not him, but like the feeling of like you feel like you're Iron Man, so it doesn't matter. Like it's really cool. So if you don't know, this is obviously PSVR. It is fully hand tracked, so you've got to use your arms as your blasters and also your thrusters. So you use your hands and you kind of put them by your side to fly straight, fly forward. Um, and then also it's it's basically in the first Iron Man movie when he's in his garage and he's he's got the base thrust of his legs um, and he's just using the arms to try and balance himself out a bit more and he's and he and he's gone too fast and he and he puts his hands out to stop himself going on the desk like it's that feeling it's how that's the whole thing how it controls you're using your palms in the direction like to push away from things it's awesome it works really well it flows really well um it was a bit I felt a bit disjointed as I was learning it because it was like all right here's the flying section and then here's the combat section and then here's the uh like the race time trial section and then after that they go that's like all right open you up to the area there's drones in the area so you've got to move you've got to dodge you've got to like race to catch up to enemies and you've got to shoot them down all at the same time dynamically and so that was when the I feel like the game really kicked in when that was all dynamic and I was I was moving myself like unsteered like pushing away from a rock I knew there was one behind me and like shooting as I went so like using one arm to keep me keep my momentum using the other one aimed as a blaster to thrust it um to like blast it out does it sound good I think so okay I didn't really notice it honestly right um I was too busy on how yeah. feeling how it felt yeah totally um uh, biggest problem I felt like I wasn't sure if I could like tilt fully forward to go just like straight for, you know like superman flying but yeah. like full iron man like i'm a i'm a rocket ship yeah um, I, I wonder if you laid on a table like <laughs> yeah. you could feel like iron man yeah I, and they weren't advertising that i should do that so i didn't want to look like a dweeb <laughs> honestly i didn't do it um so that meant a lot of the time when i was trying to go forward they just tell you to point your palms backwards but that means you kind of go up as well so that was a bit of a pain i was always going up so i was kind of just like going up and then flying down to go forward and then up and then down to <laughs> kind of keep going forward. It was a bit, it was a bit weird. Um, so I, yeah, when, if I've got the game, I'd want to see if I can like tilt forward to go just forward. Um, but it felt so good. It felt so good to be like, oh shit, there's a cliff and then put my hands out forward. And then like it was sending me to the side. And so I used both hands to like pressure myself either side to balance myself out and then tilt forward just a little bit. It, it felt slick. Like I, yeah. I'm excited to try it. I don't know if the novelty would wear off quick. I don't know how long it will last. It was only 10 minutes, but it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, and then the other one I played, you guys remember when Ninja Theory announced at Xbox that they are making like a multiplayer competitive shooter? Mm. Oh, yeah, right. So these are the people who made Hellblade send you a sacrifice <laughs> um, and enslaved and... Um, they make enslaved. Sword. Yeah. Huh. Oh, no, no. I don't think they're making Yeah, no, Ninja Theory, they did. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, They also made the DMC reboot. Yeah. Before they stopped rebooting it. (laughs) Before they went back on their reboot. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I played the, like, the pre-alpha of this, like, competitive thing. It was, like, a 10-minute round. What's it called? It's called Bleeding Edge. Mm. And it's, like, super grungy. It's, like, Borderlands kind of aesthetic with, like... They had uh, the trailer at E3, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, robot... It like, looks good for yeah. E3, at least from what I remember. They've got the style. Yeah. It's very stylistic. It's it, The Borderlands in, in the sense of you've got very um, cartoonishly exaggerated cadru- uh, like characters. Um, 
it's kind of cell shaded. There's like a, a lady who's got like a motorbike for legs and and one of them's like a zombie with a snake attached to it. Like it's really wacky. Um, it felt like a cross between Overwatch and a MOBA. Like I felt like I was playing like Smite because you've got health bars and you've got abilities, um, but then it plays just kind of like TF2. You know, in, in a good way or points? a bad way. In a, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just in a in a twelve year old game, sort of way. No, more like a six month old game kind of way. Okay. I know it's older than that, but it, yeah, it was very early. It's hard to give a judgment on it, but it's really weird. Mm. <laughs> it's really weird. It just felt like I was playing like a, like a mix of League and Overwatch, and I didn't really know. There it. might be a place for that. There might be. I th- once once they refine it and it feels a bit better, then I think we'll be able to find out. But I, I just kind of left being like, well, that was uniquely pulling parts from so many different things. Mm. <laughs> so many questions about that. Like, we'll see what happens with the rest of that one. Does it sound like the kind of game that's going to be released and four months later is going to be become free to play? I could see it being free to play. On launch? Yeah. Okay. Um. I could also see it not being, but and, and then becoming. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I could see it being free to play. Right. Um, this is an Agents of Mayhem kind of thing. Yeah. Well, what was the other ones yeah. that did that? There were like there were like three all in a row that did that. Uh, Battleborn. That Battleborn, Battleborn is yeah. what I was trying to think of, and Parag- Parag- Paragon. Paragon. No, that yeah. was always free to play. Was that always free to play? Yeah. Right. Okay. You could you could buy it in stores, but it was like buying the early access, uh, like founders pack, and you just got a bunch of shit. Right. Um. TF2, I guess, did that, but I guess it's not you. Yeah, what you meant? Not quite. Um, yeah, that, that was the extent of my um, uh, AAA demos. Um, Jeremy's played a whole bunch of indies. Do you just want to kind of blast through some of these? Yeah, I want to talk about all of them. Um, one thing I do want to talk about was I went to a behind the closed doors uh, little event thing um, presented by Nvidia. Um, to they show off graphics, yes, to show off RTX uh, ray tracing mm-hmm. uh, in real time. So ray tracing, for those who don't know, just really quick, is basically accurate lighting in three D space as opposed to um, simulated lighting. Yeah, as opposed to simulated lighting for whatever uh, screen or camera in a three D space. So like previously, any form of lighting has been t- for the camera. And yeah. now this is more of a accurate representation in 3D space of what lighting is that includes shadows and reflections. It's, so, it's kind of like when games put in physics engines so that gravity was consistent yeah. and stuff like that. It's yeah. like lighting is consistent. Yeah. So um, the first movie to do RTX, well, t- to do ray tracing, for example, was Cars, the Pixar movie. Okay. <laughs> um, because, and if you look at that movie, yep. it really shows because the, the final scene in that film when he's like driving around like the, the stadium yeah. and there's lights going past and his car is like a, like a really bubbly shape. It looks great. Um, anyway, up until now, ray tracing has been a thing that you had to spend a lot of time and a lot of computer power yeah. um, doing because- like You hit render and you come back in two months. You, literally that, right? Like as in it would take a whole day to do like a single frame. Um, but we are at a point now in technology where you can do it in real time. Um, which is nuts. <laughs> that makes no sense. Anyway, a lot of that presentation went over my head, but what I do want to talk about <laughs> is Minecraft. <laughs> so, 
uh, when I got the email saying that they were saying that it'd be behind closed door demo of Minecraft with ray tracing. Um, I believe that this is not actually Minecraft that I played, but I think it was a tech demo representing what Minecraft would look like in, in with ray tracing, which is neither here nor there. Uh, it looked pretty cool. Sure was reflections. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it, mostly because I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, and I don't think I'd ever play with it on. I think it looks. You wouldn't play with it on. I, look, it looked gorgeous. It looked really nice, but like Minecraft's graphics has like a very special place yeah. for me anyway. Um, I, well, Minecraft has always looked nice. Yeah. And, in and, its own way. Yeah, like, and like, like whenever I play with a resource pack turned on that I've downloaded from the internet, it's always one that looks like the Minecraft texture pack, but just better. Yeah. Um, usually just high resolution and just with like nicer looking like flatter um, graphics in it. Whereas this is very... This is very 3D. Like, the, yeah. like my, Minecraft has never looked so blocky mm. in weird, weird, which is weird considering it's like a whole lighting resource. Well, it doesn't pack, right? look weird when the when the textures are you know sixteen by sixteen. Yeah, and you're just looking at squares. Yeah, like it's a comprised squ- of smaller squares. Yeah, and like like a lot of flat colors. Whereas this is very much like light shafts and god rays and lava lighting up way like like rebound lighting and specular highlights and all that stuff um it was cool to see i don't think i'd ever to play with it on yeah um, it's the kind of thing i we jeremy got some footage and we we're watching it earlier um and when i was going through it i, I was saying that it reminded me of Link's awakening in that it's like this cartoonish unreal scenario like it's a playset with real world lighting stuck on top of it like you like you like you've got this playset on your desk and you've just got a really bright lamp and you're just shining <laughs> this lamp down on this playset um, which i think does that does have a place if they if they committed to that i might be more into it yeah um because that would be like a style at that point yeah um this, this is sort a of style yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it is, but yeah, this is more like a this is like a tech achievement. Like we can put ray tracing in anything. I mean, they've already put like ray tracing in like Doom Two and stuff, and that that almost looks much better than this. Um, but it's yeah, I don't know. It looks really cool. Um, yeah, I, it looked cool in some scenarios more than others. I thought like underground caverns where the yeah. where the lava was lighting up the walls and stuff like that. I thought that was sweet. But then outside, it was like, oh. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, outside it sort of looked fine. Like it, it really does shine when it's like when it's like a dark area and there's the light really rebounds around. Um, there's also like accurate reflections and real and like really realistic water shaders, which I think the water shader doesn't really add much to it. Um, but I did get to play some other games with RTX turned on as well, um, which were which were really really nice looking. Um, Metro Exodus. I got to watch someone play Ufenstein, Young Blood. And I also played a game which I can control. Think. Control. That's the one. Yeah, that's the that's the big poster child for RTX at the moment. Yeah, Nvidia like openly said that we are currently using Control to like that basically. Game already looks good. I know, and with RTX looks it just looks Apparently even better. It's like freaking it, unreal. It, it yeah. really, it really like looks phenomenal because like there's so much there's so much lighting in that game and seeing it bounce around accurately in the world like in a 3D space is nuts. Mm. And with like the really really high definition shadows. And especially lighting for certain explosions as well. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I, I believe Control is was one of the first games that uh, that is out that is using more than one ray tracing effect at once. Mm. Okay. Um, which 
uh, because they unlike something like Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield was only using one piece of ray tracing, which I think was just the reflections. Um, so yeah, it's it looks really cool. Mm. Send me a video card. Future. <laughs> send me a, 20, a 2010 Ti or whatever it is. 2010. <laughs> 2010. What's it called? A t- a, 2080. Yeah. 2080. Give me that one. 2010. Oh, 2010. my God. It's basically a cardboard box. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was very, very cool. I have a bunch of footage with it. I'm not, I haven't decided what I'm going to do with the footage yet. I might make a thing out of it. I'm not sure. Um, I also played a game called Necro Barista. This has been at the last like three packs, I feel like. It's, I don't think it has. It was there last year. Was it? Yeah. Wow, I missed it. That was dumb. Really? Pretty sure. Wow. Anyway, Necrobrist is going to be one of the best games to come out of uh, Victoria um, whenever it comes out. Right. Very soon. Because that game's done. Oh, that's right. You said they were waiting yeah. for the publisher. Yeah, I think it's coming out in a month. Um, that game is going to be phenomenal. You should both play that game. It is a... Game spoilers? Uh, I don't know. It's a visual novel. I don't know. You know, it's it's a visual novel about a cafe that you go to um, after you die. Hmm. It is. Um, I'm not going to say any more than that. Apart from it's fucking good, and everybody. It sounds very Melbourne. Everybody that's on Twitter that's talking about this game about how good it is is right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it that game's going to be something special. Cool. Uh, what else you got there in your in, in your indie? Toolbox. Uh, I quickly, I'm just going to quickly jump through something now. So BFF is a game about uh, dating extremely attractive men uh, and women. It's called Best Friends Forever. I know, but it's BFF. Okay. Um, uh, who you meet through your dog named Cheeseball, who is a Sheba. You and meet through it, your dog. It is the most like, <laughs> like Australia, New Zealand game that I've ever fucking played <laughs> and is very, very good. And do you remember the name of the woman that I said, Kerry? What do you mean? There was a there was an extremely powerful name of a character in oh. the game. Was it Victoria Savage? Yeah, something like that. Yep. <laughs> or like Rose Savage or something like yep. that. Yeah. Um extraordinarily just just really good. Um also very very funny. It's 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 very very queer. Yeah. It's very very queer. You go, you go to uh Rainbow Bay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's B A uh, B A E. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like rainbow flags down the street. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Wayward Strand is a game not unlike Outer Wilds, except you're on a ship that I believe is going to crash and you have to wander around and talk to other people who are on this cruise ship. Um, that game's going to make me cry, <laughs> but that game is beautiful. A Maze? cruise ship? Like a big cruise yeah, liner? Yeah, but, oh. it's, but, but it's in the sky. <laughs> does, oh. that, does that trigger your, like, your... No, it doesn't. I've just been thinking about how good, how good a um, a... The, the concept of like a horror game set on a uh, like a 1950s cruise ship would be. Oh, yeah. But I guess that's just kind of Bioshock, isn't it? Or um, Man of Medan a little bit. Yeah, Man of Medan can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but this Maze is not horror. Maze is doing audio for that game. Yes. Yes. The, the, there are some extraordinarily ta- talented people working on Wayward Strand. Um, and... Yeah, like I, pl- I played, I played a bunch of other games, um, but we're running out of time, so I am not going to be able to talk to them on talk about them on this podcast. Maybe we could save some of them for later. Yeah, um, I do want to give a couple of shout outs. Um, we played a game called Unfamiliar, and the reason I'm shouting this one out is because it's made by people that we know and who are 
doing great things with this game. Yes. Um, uh, for those of you who watched some of our, or listened to some of our Game Spoilers episodes, the episode with Catherine that where we had our friend Shane on. Literally friend of the show. Literally friend of the show, Shane, is making this game. Uh, he's created the studio since the studio that is making this game since that podcast. And um, they've made this game since then as well. And it's coming out soon. So we're, I'm really excited for it. This is the first time I've played it. Um, and you play as a cat that explores like natural, like nature areas and you go and pick up resources and like um, use those resources to get more outfits and go back to the world to like craft and, craft and explore. And, yeah, yeah. and it's got a wonderful soundtrack. The soundtrack was incredible like we were playing it in in like like at packs like yeah, yeah. like and you, you put the headphones in and you're like oh my god like it's such a like a nice little tight packed you're just like immediately transported zone. like yeah it was it was really really gorgeous and it, it helped that like the game was gorgeous like it was oh, so yeah. pretty and the animations were so lovely and and fluid and beautiful and mm. well done and um, the customizations of the cats were very fucking good. Put hats on them. You can change them to be different types of cats, different Why colors. Why would you change it from the space one, honestly, though? <laughs> I know, the space one is very good. <laughs> and they're doing cool integrations with other Australian devs. So, yeah, they, they um, plan to, yeah. Trying to get, um, you know, just different different games made in Australia that they've got cosmetic items from them as well, mm. which is just an awesome idea. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I said to... Like, you're kind of walking on rails and then you, like, branch off different paths mm. and stuff like that. And so... When I saw that, I, I was telling Shane this when I played it. Like, I went in the space of ninety seconds. I went from, oh, this is pretty simple, to, oh wow, I don't care. This is gorgeous. Yeah, it's like pristine and wholesome and kind of cathartic and engrossing in this really relaxing, in, just gorgeous way. And like, I, I want to find out who's doing the music because it it really like. I think the music really elevates it because mm. um, it really draws you in mm. and, and hooks you there. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that game, right? And I wanted to give that a special mention because um, it's quite good. Yeah, and, like, you know, full disclosure, I'm credited on this game. Um, but I also want to say that they had, like, one of the best booths at all of packs. Yeah. Like, their booth was set up with a table and they had their, like, their vines across and little, like, um, they had a... Giant one of those. Uh, what, what are they it called? It was a scratching post. Yeah, but but like they had like a giant one of the tower one. ones. Yeah, it's like, like it's got giant... like three levels on it. Yeah, they had, they had a cat tower which they were also giving away as a raffle prize to people who bought the game at the at the show, um, and it yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, so so good on them. Shall we leave it at that, or do you want to talk about one or two more? What do you reckon? No, I'm I'm good. Okay, no worries. So we'll leave it at that. We've got a few more that we've that we played as well. If we've got time next week, or rather next next couple of weeks, we'll um we'll bring those up then because there are a few more that I played and that Jeremy played as well that I know we both want to talk about. But catch me in a fortnight to talk about the blockchain. <laughs> no, no <laughs> joke, for real. Um, uh, awesome. It's been su- it was such a good weekend. Um, and I was glad to see everyone there that I did. Met some new people. Handed out some business cards. Got to hang out with you guys. Got to have a bit of a drink because it was so tired on Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, just had a just had a good time. So yeah, a bit of a drink. I mean, I just had a drink, but I I I needed it. I was so tired. I never want to drink again. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, well, I don't know. I, yeah. Thank you so much to everyone we met and everyone we saw while we were there. It was awesome. Um, 
thank you to PAX for the press pass for Jeremy as well. Um, I know Jeremy really appreciated it, uh, but we did as well for the side in general. Um, and yeah, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. If you enjoyed this week's episode, you can uh, support it at patreon.com slash minimapau. There are a bunch of different ways you can support us there. Um, and there are a bunch of different rewards you can get there as well. You can follow the podcast at minimapau on Twitter. You can follow Jeremy on Twitter at... Obi-Wan Jez. Obi-Wan Jez? Yeah, Obi-Wan Jez. Obi-Wan Jez. Uh, you can follow June on Twitter at... Junez, J-U-N underscore E-S-S. You can follow me, Kerry, on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Um, and you can find all of our content on minimap.com.au. Uh, but yeah, until next week when, you know, we unlock Fortnite Chapter 3, I guess. If, <laughs> if that happens in a fortnight. <laughs> uh, nice one. Thanks, buddy. Until then, uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.